0: welcome back to the vet joint podcast uh this is your host josh with our other host marcel uh this is episode the other yeah the other other other
1: episode 12 man
0: episode 12 man let's get it um we we got a we got another special guest here uh another one of our friends from from the military back in the day um and Antoine, he's, right? yeah, he's he's gonna he's gonna <laughs> tell you uh tell you some things about his time in the military and um some of the ventures he's doing now. Um very, very big things he's doing now, um uh, pun intended. Um yeah. and we just yeah, we're recording we just, that over here, man.
2: <laughs> Let's go. Let's go.
1: <laughs> so
0: uh um anything before before we get to, to, to Antoine here, um anything that you wanna add in, Marcel?
1: Yeah, man, Um, I was thinking, you know, can you kind of lead us in with a little, uh, you know, intro about yourself, a little who, what, where, when, why, you know? Um, Um, Yeah, Uh, basically, my name is Antoine Morrow
2: from Denver, Colorado. Um, Lived in Colorado since I was like 18, literally graduated high school, went straight to basic training. Um, Mm I joined the the Air Force, served for about seven and a half years. After I served, my last base was in Arizona. And then Mm -hmm. in Arizona, um, I was going to go to school to ASU to go play football. I think I was like 27 at the time. So I was going to try to do a a um, Mm walk-on and play at ASU because I got accepted. Um, And then um, my homie was like, yo, come up and visit. So I came up and visit in San Diego. California. Mm-hmm. <laughs> never, never been in <laughs> Cali. Never been in Cali. And I, was like, uh, I was like, yeah, no problem. You know, I'll come up there, man. Came up there. Man, it was so nice. And then um, he was like, yo, we're getting a three-bedroom three, three bedroom house. He's a friend from, from, from high school, too, so I know him. From, right, high right, right, right. Um, and uh, he was like, we're getting a three-bedroom house. Um, the rent's going to be this much. Um, you know, if you use your GI bill... You go to school, being to mm-hmm. this much, and this is how much you're gonna spend and this is how much you're gonna it was pay. A wrap. <laughs> I said, say no, say no more. You hadn't yet <laughs> stage. <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah. Right and that's it. Yeah. Yeah, you start you start doing that math, man, and you know, it's oh, like, yeah. hey, this is actually a pretty good venture.
0: It is. All All
1: right. Right. It makes sense. All right. I did it. All right. So, um, so you, you, so at 18, you leave Colorado, you go, you go join the military. What was uh, what was uh, your reason for joining the military?
2: Um, my reason for joining the military. Um, so at the time I had a couple partial scholarships to a couple schools, uh, mm-hmm. not really what I wanted, um, at the time, just because, uh, I was going through some things earlier on in high school that kind of affected my overall GPA. That was, like, my sophomore year. My sophomore year, I bombed it pretty heavy. Hey, it's uh, okay,
1: man. Shit happens. Hey, <laughs> shit, it's not good. Uh,
2: hey I'm not going to go into go details, but shit did happen. Uh, family feuds, and uh, we had to move to a, a different part of uh, Colorado Springs. So, we moved from Fountain, Colorado. I went to a high school out there. It's, like, a five-star high school now. Like, literally the entire – the high school looked like a college. Um, but instead of staying there, which I should have stayed there, I went to another school, which is kind of like a, the ghetto school. At the time they had like the number one running back in the state. I was like, this school is lit. Let's go. Mm-hmm. So I ended up going to that school, but I ended up getting super distracted, man. I just like bombed that that year, my GPA wasn't all that well. So my scholarships weren't all that great, but they had, I still had some. The only full ride that I had was an art scholarship, surprisingly. 'Cause um mm-hmm. I think what was it senior year? No, was it no, it was uh, the year before junior year because Obama was running for presidency in two thousand eight. And I drew a oil and pastel painting about this big of Obama thinking like this. Um, and that painting was put in the Martin Luther King gallery. Oh, oh nice. First. Yeah, for a certain yeah. amount of time. Yeah, you time. had them skills, man. Yeah, man. Ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So actually, my football coach bought that bought that painting because he was just like, I was like, yo, I was like, I'll, I'll draw you a new one. He was like, mm-hmm. Nah, I want the original. There's not going to be anything just like the new one. The 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 new one's not going to be have been presented in my with the King Gallery. So I sold it to him, and uh, that was the only scholarship that I had. Um, my cousin was in the Air Force. My grandpa served. Uh, he did 20 years. He was, he was a chief in the Army. And then uh, my uncle served, too. I think he served six years in the Air Force. And uh, he was living a good life. You know what I'm saying? And he was he was set up. And I was just like, you know what? I think I want to emulate that. And I know that you can go to school for free. Mm-hmm. So instead of uh, you know chasing down scholarships, earning more scholarships, or having to pay college tuition back, student loans back, I was just like, man, I've seen people go through that through that situation and, mm-hmm. you know, still going through it at the age of 40-something years old. So I was just like, you know, let's do it. So I, I joined the Air Force and uh, went to basic training in 2009, June 2009, um, literally weeks, weeks after I graduated. All right. All
0: right. Mm-hmm. So, right. I've never, I've never met anybody from, uh, from Colorado, man. And, uh, with that being said, like, yo, you just put on for the whole state. So, hey. so <laughs> hey,
1: you know what? what? We know we got a homie rap right here too, right? Well, he's not, he's not.
0: He's not from there. Out. Yeah. yeah right. He lives there. He, but he's not hey, right. Oh,
2: so see, technically he's not putting yeah. on he for it, the it,
1: city. Hey, he 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 <laughs> <though>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, uh talk about your uh um hey was there anything interesting uh about bmt for you was it difficult were you already kind of in shape were you you know what i'm saying mentally physically you know you, you talk about you know you have um uh family hit family um in the military you know so maybe they did they ever you know put you on kind of let you know what's going to happen give you a little bit of insight um what was the basic basic training experience like for you
2: um i would say bmt was I am not gonna say cake. It wasn't cake. because uh, I definitely wasn't a long distance runner. you know, we used to wake up at crack of dawn running for thirty mm-hmm. minutes at a time and then marching all day long. So uh the conditioning mm-hmm. the conditioning at first was a little scarce. But after, yeah. after 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 a while though, I think uh my my um my unit, well I what would
1: you call, flight. It? You call it? Flight I flight. Flight, <laughs> yeah, flight, yeah, our yeah, yeah. yeah,
2: flight my flight was um a lot of tact, tactic guys, and uh, mm. people like that. So, like
1: uh, a lot of high like, motivation.
2: Yeah, it was high motivation. It was, it was a lot of high motivation, and it was a high lot speech. of uh, a lot of uh, a lot of competition. So, uh, it was fun. Honestly, it was fun for me. I wouldn't say that I was struggling because I was already an athlete. I was playing. I played football, basketball. Yeah, basketball. So, yeah, yeah. Shit, I played volleyball. I did track.
1: Everything. Shit, I my ass is struggling. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yo, hey. <laughs> hey, hey, you know the only
1: thing. I could do was
2: run. The hey, yo, are day
0: the days on the pad,
1: man? Yeah, <laughs> damn. Hey,
2: I ain't <laughs> gonna lie. On that um on that on that track, sometimes you sit in there and you like, oh man, this is crazy.
1: It is, man. All right, so um uh Talk talk to us about your 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 uh your AFSC man. Um what was your job in the military? Um how'd you like it? What was the take school experience like? Give us a little bit of insight on that.
2: Um my job, I was a three Delta X01. So that's basically cyberspace in general. Ooh, okay. Um, yeah, cyberspace cy- is cyberspace. cyberspace. With, uh, I don't know what that means. Hell no, <laughs> no, no! It's the Matrix, blue or, or red pill. Yeah. Blue
1: or red. <laughs> all right. Jesus all right. So actually, so I, you know, I'm glad I didn't. I, I forgot to ask you this in the in the um, before I actually got to this. So, get if you you know without revealing, you know, government secrets, you know, and all of that. Give us the you know the the best insight that you can. You know, try to convince us. You know. Maybe maybe to do this instead of security forces. You oh. give, me, give me that point of view. All right. Okay. So, <laughs> tell, tell me why. Tell me why this job is, is, is a dope job. I
2: did I did I did augmentee security forces, so I can give you some reasons.
1: Okay, uh, okay. All right. Let's get it. Let's get
2: it. <laughs> yeah, 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 um, I would say uh, I would say cyberspace is really cool because I mean basically you're learning about technology. Technology is the future. Um, and at that time it wasn't so advanced as it is today. But if you were in cyberspace, it would definitely help you in a career path get outside of the air force hundred um, percent. It's not too hard to find it's not too hard to find a job, especially when you know how to deal with technology. Um, it was a pretty it was a it was a pretty chill job. Um, your hours are normally the same, except for like security forces. your hours could change. you'd be doing mids, you'd be doing days, you'd be doing night shift um stuff like that. And don't let me take away from security forces because when I did do augmenty, I met a lot of the homies, uh, a yeah, lot yeah. of the homies from security forces. Security forces was dope, man. You guys get to deal with a lot of guns, a lot of weaponry, a lot of uh, different interactions and communications with other people throughout the base because you have to do, uh, uh, you know, guard duty and stuff like that. So I like that part because uh, I would say IT is uh you know you're more inside and you're dealing with people over the computer instead of actually in person Uh, i'm more of an in-person type of guy Uh, but at the time you know i did i did love the experience for sure i learned a lot learned a ton and you get to work with a lot of higher-ups i would say because nine times out of ten you are their guy you know if their system comes down you know they're going to
1: depend on you so all right. So, uh, talk talk to me about uh, the tech school experience. Um, did you know much about the cybersecurity space? Um, obviously, you got to have the right kind of ASVAB score to get a job like that. I'm assuming, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Where, um, where
1: was your tech school
0: as well?
2: It was in uh,
1: uh
2: Biloxi. No, yeah. not not. Yeah, 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 yeah. Biloxi, yeah. Mississippi. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, that yeah. was. That was no I never I never been to Mississippi, so I mean that was cool. All right. So
0: you had you had to go through uh, I'm I'm assuming you had to go through uh, electronic principles. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right, all right, yeah, all right, yeah, I got a little like got a little, little experience, you know what I'm saying? Dibbling. Yeah,
2: uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Tech school was cool, man. That, honestly that jump was hard because um before that, I mean, I never really studied computers, you know. High school, like you don't really have a specific field that you're studying. Like if you knew about computers, you just knew about it on the side because we, computers were just coming up, you mm-hmm. know, to have like your personal computer and stuff like that or your own PC at your home and getting on the internet and MySpace, you know? Um, so uh, I would say that, um, damn, I just lost my train of thought.
1: <laughs> oh, you good, man, that shit happens all the time. So uh, <laughs> going, through, going through tech school, uh, get the experience, um, Becoming a, 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 a what's the term? Cyber, cyber security or um, uh, uh, yeah, knowledge knowledge operations manager. Knowledge exactly. knowledge operations manager. All right, that um, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> sounds like a smart ass job. Man. <laughs> I'm,
0: taking, I'm taking notes from my resume right now.
1: <laughs> all right man so uh were you were you of age at the time but let's see were you able to were, were you able to turn up you know still do the test school thing were you a study guy were you a you know a party guy what, what was that like uh, you know
2: uh i probably had a couple that i probably shouldn't have had <laughs> yeah i was okay. i think i was uh i was 19 at the time so okay it was, it was it was a mix you know what i'm saying i was still studying because i just i didn't want to fail i think right right fail. So I didn't want to sell. So, uh, you know, I, I was still putting in my, my study time and stuff like that. You know, it's funny in the in the in the Air Force, honestly, that's when I learned how to study. Right, right. I don't I don't think in high school I really studied like I just like, you know, was pretty smart. I knew like the the the, the stuff and did well. Um, but in the Air Force, like, man, if you don't study,
1: it's. That's not good. Yeah, just gonna <laughs> get rid of you. What, what was the what was the um the the uh, what you call it MTI um day to day um you know being a, being a, being essentially like a young college kid right um for them for them couple of months or weeks that you're there um what was the you know the the personnel the experience the living experience you know the dorm experience um was um, that a... What was that like? It was, it was cool
2: because it was like, like you said, it was like a college experience. It was, it was, I didn't go to college, so it was like, a, like a college experience for me. So I, I mean, I kind of liked it. All right. Um, it was short. It was short. Um, I think uh, tech school is only like um, eight weeks, eight, eight, eight to sixteen weeks. Six, I think maybe sixteen weeks, something like that. It was short.
1: Okay. All right. So um I know I know we kind of jumping around here. I just you we you started on the cyber stuff, so I was like, shit, man. Um, I want to hear a little bit more. But um uh something else that you did, um uh honor guard, um you get the Tyndall, uh we kind of see you doing that on the side, you know, driving past that little that little that that, that building that um that 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 building where we all be you were practicing in that. Um yeah, yeah. Uh, talk a to, talk to us a little bit, yeah. yeah. Talk, talk, a little bit about the honor guard experience and what that was like for you.
2: Uh, <clears throat> honor guard uh, in itself is very honorable, um, just because of the experiences that you get to have with uh, other people's families and loved ones mm-hmm. um, to kind of see them off, you know, um, and honor their um, their past and uh, give them respect to the present um mm-hmm. it's a lot of training though so behind doors it's a lot of training so basically what would happen is that we would go to the building um during a certain time um and you would be able to leave work too so that was a plus he <laughs> was able to leave work to go to honor guard so that's pretty cool yeah and uh then uh, you would uh basically go in the back so there's like a back and it's a vault and it's locked and you have to lock it at all times um and uh, back there we would do our uh, rifle drills and outside we would do our flag post drills and stuff like that um and then um i think we would have a detail it depends on when or or when we would get booked but i think we would have a detail like once a week or something like that
1: mm-hmm. All right. Um, was did you have any prior experience doing that, or did you know anything about it? Nah,
2: so I never really went to a school that did drill. I wasn't even a part of uh, what's that JRTC.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I wasn't a part of that in high school either. So it was it was a new it was a new thing for me. I just kind of wanted to join up.
1: Okay. Um. Uh, and what did you take away from it?
2: um i would say i took away uh um overall um a a feeling uh, an experience um that i will always hold dear because of um the moments that i was able to share with these families like man honestly there was times to where like you know you have to keep your bearing. And, but it's so moving and so emotional and you see these people, you know, just um, traumatized, you know, or just emotionally distraught. And, uh, you know, there's times where I had to give a little kid that's like five years old has no idea what's going on, lost their daddy. And i to give him a shadow box, a shadow box presentation and mm-hmm. give, give it to him. And, um, you know... Um, I think the, 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 the one thing that I entirely took away was um, um, precision. Because we have to be precise um, during, during those uh, uh, presentations um, so we don't mess it up for the family. That's a unique experience. That right. They'll never get back. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it has to be perfect. Um, and, uh, at a lot of, a lot of, uh, the, uh, the bookings, I was, uh, the lead. So I would be the guy that would present the flag to the family or whatever. Um, and I remember this lady. So you have, you fire three rounds. Well, you, yeah, you fire three rounds. There's, there's three guys. So it would be more than three rounds. It'd be nine rounds total. But, uh, one of the guys would collect the rounds. He would collect three of them. And those, those three rounds represent the core, uh, core values of the Air Force. You present clothes to the family and you put them inside the flag. instead, I still have these rounds instead this lady, she came back to me after the after after it was all over and she was crying and she said that was the most beautiful um, thing that we could have ever done for her her husband. Um, and, uh, she loved it so much and she said that she wanted to honor me and give me the bullets. So she gave me the bullets and told me to keep uh, hold on to them. So yeah. That's that's what Amen. that's what I that's what I took took from it. It's it was a very emotional experience. I wasn't trying to get
1: too deep, but Nah, yeah. no, nah, you're good, man. Yeah, you're yeah, yeah. straight,
0: man. I I can yeah, I can actually yeah. feel the energy myself over here. Right? Yeah,
1: man. This is uh we, we didn't we, we may not have told y'all, but this is a place where you know where, where we get vulnerable at times. You know, we have a few previous episodes where you know we would get really deep at times, so you know. Um that's also what we're about, you know, talking about you know some of the good stuff and you know, some of the not go, not so good stuff at times, but hey, we appreciate that, man. Um pit. Um, Pivot and would did you want to say something, Josh? What are you we about to say something? Yeah,
0: um I was gonna ask you um while, while we're still on topic about the honor guard, um I'm I, I know many people while they're around, they experienced tops and blue and probably seen like their base honor guard and things like that. Um so being being uh base honor guard, like what if you if you wanted to, you know what I'm saying, pursue your career further and be like Air Force Honor Guard, like how how, what, what steps like or how how hard are the steps to get there like or do you need uh, like a horseman or
2: um uh, uh I don't really know the criteria I know that my um my lead wanted me to at one point to submit for it it's uh we got to submit like some type of paperwork obviously you have to um I think and when it's submitted it's like kind of like a uh like a good word, like whoever, whoever's in charge of your, of your place, if they send you, obviously you're a good candidate. Okay. And, and then they'll, and then I think then then they like, kind of like select a couple or whatever, and then bring them in for a trial.
0: Okay.
2: Yeah. Okay.
0: And so that's all, that's all I really wanted to know.
1: That's, okay. That's pretty much it. Okay, cool. Um, so I know we're kind of jumping around here, but I wanted to, uh, I know it's I know it's been a little little while for you, um, but what are some of the pros and cons of um, your career field
2: during during the Air Force?
1: Yeah, um, I know we got switch around a little bit.
2: The pros were like the the, uh, the different experiences that I got that I got uh, working alongside like pilots and navigators, higher ups. <clears throat> um, I worked with. Uh, um, Spec ops and uh, just super dope Mm units, and you can you can literally be a part of any unit that you that any unit period has uh, as my job Um, because every everybody has um, computer systems, Mm -hmm. so literally everybody needs that guy. Yeah, so I would say that like uh, when a pro is a range free range to be able to go to whatever base Mm. or whatever unit, like I could work for. Security forces, but not being a security forces member,
1: you know, just I mean? be okay. to the unit. All right. So, yeah. and so when it comes when it comes to uh you know put it in for orders or things like that, um, is it pretty much y'all have free reign? So hey, I want to see what Italy is like, or or do you kind of have to see who's where or where to need people?
2: <clears throat> um, it's just like I think it's just like any other um, AFSC. You just kind of like have to see what's open at that time, that's available. And then you can kind of select, I think you have like a dream sheet. You put it on your dream yeah. sheet. Yeah.
1: Well, well I ask because like, you know, like like for example, cops, you know, we usually a lot them. of people like you at Tyndall, you might be there for a while. Oh, <laughs> or
0: <yeah. laughs> you know, forces, like, forces yeah. really move unless
2: a lot different. Like, right. like yeah. the city forces in order for you to move, you have to volunteer
1: for a special position or something right yeah, it's, it's not easy it's especially like um like for me i was at 10 the whole time i was like you know um i was probably gonna have to reenlist to maybe move and i was like i don't want to take that risk because it was already people that have been there like eight years i'm like it's not gonna be me i, was, I don't think i can be that long in panama city um, right yeah
0: like i, I would have been stuck there um if i didn't put in for korea um, it, yeah, in, in my last my final days so Definitely, definitely different for security forces. Um, like I, I remember when I first, like two years, three years in, I, I would update my dream sheet and no no deployments, no 365s, none of that crap. You know what I'm saying? And I never got anywhere until we <laughs> hey, let me, let me get this Korea, let me put down Korea and they're like, oh yeah, let's move on. You know what I'm saying, so.
2: Oh man. Yeah, I man. would say uh, the, the uh, possibilities to go to another base is, is, is better. I think Eric, every three years.
1: Okay. Oh, wow. okay. Yeah. That's solid. All right. And um uh, what's the um the job outlook like uh post military? So you decide you you, you want to get out of the military and you might want to take this with you um to different places. Um what's the feasibility and how realistic is that based off of your credits, you know, whether or not you did some school in the military. Um and you know, do you know anything about the salary, the pay and things like that mm-hmm. on outside?
2: Um, so the salary pay, I think from somewhere between like starting like 60 to 80. Okay. Um, Not bad. Way more than (laughs) (laughs) 34. Yeah, Yeah, it's like somewhere between 60 and 80. And then you can work your way up to like a project manager or like a a IT specialist and probably get paid over a hundred.
1: Okay. And was that... Was that something that um, that you had in mind getting out? Or were you like, I'm done with the IT sector, I want to do something else once I'm out?
2: Oh, uh, man. So at first I was like, you know, going to do the the traditional, you know, try to apply to a government job, contracting job or something like that. And then I moved out here to San Diego, man, and I just found fitness. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I just kind of been more on an entrepreneur path. To build and make my own and create my own. I mean, because we've been working, we've been getting told what to do for for mm-hmm. uh, yeah. a good chunk of our lives, to where like I was kind of done with being told what to do, where to go, when to wake up, when to go sleep, when to come in.
1: Yeah, and, I feel we feel that man. Yeah, you know, I feel like we we, we some free brothers out here. <laughs> oh.
2: I'm trying to i am try to break the chat. <laughs> yeah, man.
1: <laughs> we were the pre-range brothers. <laughs> All right. So so you still have that, you know, you so so you essentially still kind of sitting on that experience while kind of building your own building your own empire in a sense. Yeah. Is that is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay, cool. City, cool, yeah. cool, man. All right. And so what was your what would you in a sense like grade or rate your overall experience in the military? Uh I mean.
2: I, I would I would rate it a 10, to be honest. Um, not saying that it was all good because it wasn't absolutely not. I mean, dealing with uh, leadership and certain mm-hmm. individuals, man, can make make your whole Air Force experience change, you know what I mean? But uh, apart from this, the experience, the learning, the growing, man, I mean, I became a man in the military. I was a I was I an eight, 18, 19-year-old kid joining the military. I, I didn't know how to even pay my my phone bill, you know, like so. <laughs> so like, the military was definitely it was a it was a step by step process of growth. I mean, you start in the in the dorms because you don't know how to manage your finances, you don't know how to do, you know, I know how to pay your phone bill. So they start you one by one, then they like inch you out, and then you got to get approved, you know, for housing and stuff like that, and they kind of help you out, um, and then you have all these resources, all these benefits, you know, to, you know. To do your taxes, to do this, X, Y, and Z, uh, and a lot of free shop, shit too on base. A uh, lot of free shit. A lot of free, lot of free, of free, free shit. shit. Yeah, and then um, the travel, bro. The traveling for me was was sick. I mean, I got to like once I once you I got left, You can for like training, yes. For like training, okay. yeah. <clears throat> but I mean, most of the time you. You won't be able to TDY, especially when um, after, after I left Panama City, our career field kind of changed. And um, I was basically a one-man office all the way until I, I separated the, uh, the military. No matter what unit I was at, I was always a one-man office. Oh, wow. Uh, OK. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's in order for you to TDY or deploy, which this is a big reason why I separated, um, you have to be able to coordinate with another unit if they can borrow, um, you know, they one of their guys. Because or borrow oh. a guy from the com, from the com squadron, bring him over, and then I can go. Oh, wow. Um, so yeah, it was a tricky <sighs> situation.
0: Was, yeah, like deployments. So were, were deployments um, for that career field? I guess after the change, was it was it like they slowed down, or um, you guys weren't deploying as much, or did they actually increase? Tempo, sure.
1: I, would, yeah, well, I would. I would say it decreased for sure. It decreased. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, it's not like you had to find find your own replacement in order to deploy.
2: Yeah, no, what? no, for real, you have to find your own replacement. Oh man,
1: yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. And um, yeah. you know, there was a point to where I I got because I mean, one of the main reasons why I joined the military was to, de- to be able to deploy and right. mm-hmm. experience that. You know, yeah. and, like experience like the whole military experience. Cause I felt like if
1: I feel I feel
2: uh, uh, like I didn't really fully experience the military just because I wasn't able to deploy. Um, but uh, yeah,
1: yeah, that's a that's a. I mean, there, there's a previous episode where you know uh, Keith he was a unit he was our unit deployment manager for a bit, so he was in charge of you know. Hey, we got, we need this many people for this deployment, you know? So we just assumed that, yeah. So we just assumed that, you know, for every other squadron, it was the same thing. Hey, there's some, there's a deployment coming down. We need people. Here's the list, you know, but it sounds like it was like you had to pretty much (laughs) do everything from start to end and, you know, still, still kind of like do your job in a sense. So I mean, that could sound kind of tasking, man. Um, did you ever try to, you know, see, see if you could get a, a replacement, um, how did that go um how difficult was that process
2: yeah so um where was I I think I was in Arizona so Arizona my last my last base I was at a um, uh, Glendale. What, what base is that uh, Luke Air Force Base and uh, I volunteered I volunteered for like two two uh, I think they were um, where were they? um can't remember what the job was, but it was basically you're just you're an escort, the escort. You're just escorting the people on base, uh, and I volunteered. And uh, basically, my leadership dropped the ball because when we did find a replacement, um, they didn't get back to the team in time, so the team
1: left without me. Mm. And, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that can be defe- very defeating, man. Like, and, uh, you know, hey, this, this is, a, this is a, a a cool fact, too.
2: So before I left Panama City, I actually got deployment orders and PCS orders at the same time. So I, got right, yeah. like the same, yeah, I got them <laughs> at the same time, and they were like, yo, choose one. And I'm like, Ooh, okay, uh, you know, I really don't want to be a PC no more. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And I tried to, uh, so you can, you can actually, uh, extend your, uh, report no later than date with your next unit with approval. So I submitted, a, a, a request for change. Um, so I can be able to do the, the deployment and PCS so I can make the, make the money and then go. Right. So I was like, <laughs> so I was like, okay, let me try to do that. Um, and my gaining commander was like, no, we need him now. And, uh, when they really didn't mean me because they had two civilians that technically did my job. So they could have covered that for six months at least. Um, but,
1: uh, you know, things happen. Air Force going Air Force. Yeah, uh, Air Force going Air Force. Uh, yeah.
2: going Air Force. <laughs> <laughs> no, we I need bet. it and we need it now.
1: Yeah. All right. So, um, given your, your, uh, your, your, all your experience that you, that you described to us so far, um, why being on active duty is it there, if there's anything you could do differently, um, what would it be? Uh, deploy. Deploy. <laughs>
2: <Okay>.
1: Yeah. <laughs> all right. yeah. Pretty, 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 Cause, cause I tell pretty, you what, man. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I, know, I tell you what, man. I know, I know, I know you're on your workout thing now, but let me tell you, man. Being employed and being able to just, you know, work out and work and just, and work. just do all that. <laughs> man, I mean, f- for me, it changed my life. You know, during that time when I was able, when, when I was on my shit like that. But I mean, you know, um, it's it's definitely uh, uh, it definitely helps you just like really simplify life in a sense where it's like, all right, yeah, like, you live like, like a caveman, like child hall fucking gym and work and whoever your, your new best friend is that you find in the desert. Luckily, you know what I'm saying? I still had Keith, but you know, um, it's uh it's definitely a, a fun experience. Uh, but to be honest, man, like the career field that you described to me, sound kind of dope. It sounds like the kind of career field that like, you know, makes you think twice about getting out of the military. Cause for me, you know, once that, that five years, some change mark hit, I was like, yeah, man, I think this is it, man. Like, it wasn't really, know, <laughs> a whole lot of, you know, yeah. shit that I say. Should I go? Yeah. was like, nah, this is it, man. So, um, um, yeah, that, that, that was pretty much it for me. Um, so, um, what... So I know you talk about the plan. Was that your motivating factor for separating from the military? Or was, um, was there other stuff going on that you, that you feel like talking about? Um, do you just want to say, hey, I want to do my own thing? Um, talk us through that.
2: Um, so, I mean, for a while, I just felt I felt limited. Um, and I felt like I couldn't really do all the things that I wanted to do just because the military was kind of like um, clogging that gap. Mm -hmm. Um, but I would say my, uh, deciding factor was like, just the, just my leadership, not really being there for me when I needed them to be there for me. And I felt like I would, I just had to do shit. Like you had to do shit, you know, do shit on your own CYA, cover your ass. Mm -hmm. And, um, I was just like, well, what, why the fuck am I in the military? Mm Mm-hmm. For to supposedly have a team type of uh, ethics and have somebody looking out for me when they're not, I might as well go ahead and separate and just do it on my own. Yeah. So it makes sense. That, makes sense. Yeah. So I mean that was that was pretty much the reason.
1: Okay. And um so you decide that you're gonna get out of the military. How did you go about um all right, so you say you're in seven, seven and a half, you said? Yeah, seven and a half. Yeah. All right. So seven and a half. Um at what point do you remember when you started um to prepare, mentally prepare, um, you know, for getting out of the military? Um and what are some of the you know the factors that you took into consideration for example for me i knew that i needed uh, i had a bunch of leave days saved up and i knew i needed i knew i knew i needed a couple of g's this is about 20 2014 so i knew that i needed enough time off and i knew i needed you know a few g's uh, um moving to san diego and knowing that i needed you know um time to find an apartment shit like that those were my two main things in my mind, um, for you uh, preparing for preparing to get out of the military, did you talk to family, you talk to friends? What was the what was the background uh, when you when you decided to take that step?
2: Um, so I mean, I had I had I had an awesome first sergeant, um, and towards when I was in England, um, I had I had an amazing um, supervisor too, and they kind of like you know I talked to them about what I wanted to do, and that's why I started I started like training and doing fitness and stuff like that so I was part of spec ops but um you know i, I was just openly talking to them about like what my interests were and um they kind of believed in me and were like well hey you know if that's what if that's the path you're going to take you know make sure you do this make sure that you stack up your medical records make sure that like uh you know my my first sergeant email let me go to uh what's the CATS? is that the thing when you're going out Right. She let me. Mm-hmm. She let me go to caps like three or four times. Oh yeah. no shit! Wow. Bro, within it within, within a within a two year span, I went to caps like three or four times because hey, she, was got, like, she was like, "I want you to get all the information and not." Here we go. Oh, I was, hey, she's
0: two. right. She's right. It's crazy, That's man. It. You you had a she's bomb right. as whoever your supervisor was. They hey. were
1: bomb as shit, and they said, yeah. success to get out." That, that first time, dog, you don't get all the information the first time. Just not no. real. And no. a week no. is not enough time to retain all that shit.
0: Mine so, was three days. Mine was three days in Korea, man. That was it. Three days. <laughs> three days. <laughs> three, three days. Three days, bro. When I when and, and I got you're,
2: and you're in Korea too, man. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, when I when I when I filed my disability and everything, I had to do that shit stateside, outside the military, tracking down records. Everything was a fucking pain. And even to this day, I am still fighting. Yeah. It was fucking horrible.
1: Yeah. So we all don't get out on equal footing. <laughs> we do not get out on <laughs> equal
0: footing.
2: No. I thank God for my position. Yo, yes. hey, yeah, I thank
1: hey, God for my position, bro. Yeah. Hey, 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 Sergeant Rashid, if you're listening, I need to holler at you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, Yo, we need to talk man.
1: <laughs> hey we need uh we need more first shirts like uh, like like the one you had man um uh, all right so um with all that being said um going through taps three times um having all that information um you how, how prepared did you feel to then separate from the military at that point did you did you feel like you had everything you needed you were ready to make that that leap out oh yeah like once once i was like
2: like locked in and I was ready to go I was I was ready to go there wasn't really like any hesitation I wasn't like nervous about anything like I had a plan originally that changed most of the time but at the end of the day I felt like I had enough information to where I was set I was
1: like mm-hmm. okay and so um uh let's see let's see let's see let's see, let's see. so you did you so between the time you getting out and starting school, was there any time did you take any off time in between that or was it yeah, like I
2: did. I did actually. So when I first got out, um, you know, I saved up a little bit of money for me to be able to to uh, turn up myself. Yeah. Turn up. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean I'm I'm out in San Diego, you know, at that time I was single. I am not anymore. But um at that time, you know, I was moving to San Diego, fresh, um,
1: young, and just like now, actually, actually, you know, actually, you know what, man? Before you talk about the single stuff, before so there's part one and part two, right? Josh is gonna hit part two. There's gonna be a section, right? It, before we get to part two, where we want to talk about PC England, Arizona. You know, we want to talk about the turn <laughs> phase and the evolution right? The oh, we can <laughs> talk, talk about
2: that because it definitely is right, an cool. evolution. The turtle, the
1: turtle. <laughs> all right, man. Uh, yeah. So um, talk about that, that top, that, that off time, um, what that was like, you know, getting out and, you know, being, being in every sense of what a veteran is now, right? Even though, you know, you take your, your military experience for what it is. Because what I realized too, is that you know, even though we I compare myself to other branches and stuff like that and what they may have done and all of that stuff, you know, once we're all out, regardless if you was the spec ops motherfucker, you did 13 deployments, so you was just a dude dudes like us, you know what I'm saying? We're all kind of um seen and kind of treated the same way. Um, so in a sense, it's like once you get out, it's like we're all the same in a sense. You know, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. talk about talk about what, what that was like, you know, now I'm a veteran, I'm using my 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 uh um what you call it not not necessarily all your your benefits but y'all, you take some time off you don't you're no longer you know in the routine of the military um you no longer have the stretches that you normally do and now you're just kind of free what was that feeling like uh for the first time in seven and a half years and um yeah just yeah just talk about that man i was um i was just kind of like doing
2: my thing you know basically um being out versus being in and like being structured, waking up at a certain time, you know, every week, uh, was different. but i I felt like I still hold, I still held those uh, those principles. You know, all the principles that we were taught in the military drilled into our heads, waking up at this time, doing this at this time, going to work, getting off of work, going to school, going to the gym, stuff like that. So I kind of had to like change that for that time frame. Um and uh, kind of, like, transform it into, like, more of a civilian lifestyle manner.
1: Yeah, like yeah. a modified version. Yeah. But, like, a relaxed, modified version.
2: Yeah, like a modified, modified version of the military, but I still had those values because I was like, man, in order for me to be successful, I'm going to have to take of those with me. Right, right. You know? I, I can't sit on my butt all day and just be like, oh, yeah, it's going to come to me. Nah, because I got to go.
1: I got to go get it. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like, you know, you don't need 100% of that military motivation to get shit done as a civilian. It's like, all right, well, I'm, I'm planning my day or my week, you know, and it's like, a lot of time it's like, you know, you spend more time, you know, doing nothing. Cause it's like, all right, boom, boom, boom. Here's, here's what I got to do for today. And it's like, all right, it's now me dealing with the civilians is really what the challenge is at this point versus the actual, you know, task itself. Yeah, you know what I'm saying sometimes it's just navigating the this new space. Um, uh, what was it? Um, um, so how how much time did you take off and um, talk about what it was like um, being being that veteran student?
2: I think I took off like maybe six months or so.
1: Six months, okay.
2: Uh, six, six months or so before I started school. So before I started school, I was just chilling. Um, seeing what San Diego was like, experience, the full San Diego experience, uh, mm-hmm. doing everything I could. I mean, like the first couple of days, I went for like a hike, one of the hikes out here in San Diego, um, just to kind of like, uh, you know, really feel what the city was, was about um, mm-hmm. and, and see if this is the home for me um, before I, you know, I registered for school and stuff like that. But all along while I was trying to figure out um, what I was going to do what degree plan I was going to follow. Um, I was I planned on going to SDSU, doing the same thing at SDSU, and I was going to do at ASU, Arizona mm-hmm. State, um, and try to play football here as well. Um, and uh, I was on the path. I was actually on the path. I was talking to um, a counselor, um, and I was getting my credits aligned and all that type of stuff. Um, but then while I was doing my uh, my GES um to be able to qualify to be get uh, accepted to to state um and just do my majors at state uh i uh i i, I ran into a couple uh, personal trainers and videographers actually a funny story so how i how i got started with the whole fitness thing um at first i was just working out at the gym one of my buddies lived out here so we used to go to the gym and work out and i was like man i think i want to make a youtube channel like, youtube you can make money from youtube let I me mean, i think i want to do that you know i never really thought about being a personal trainer but then um the videographer that was shooting that, that i met up with at my school's library i went to national university by the way um but i met met up with him at my uh my school's library and uh, we chopped it up <clears throat> and when we did our shoot for my youtube intro he was like, he was like, hey, have you ever thought about personal training? And uh, I was like, nah, not really. He was like, oh man, he's like, he's like, they make a lot of money per hour. I was like, really? And he told me how much, and I was like, oh, was like, really? That's the average here in San Diego. He was just like, yeah. He's like, I think you'd be a great fit. And I was mm-hmm. like, dang. I was like, yeah, I never really thought about that, man. I'm just gonna do this YouTube stuff and see how it goes. And he was just like, well, hey, there's a private uh, personal training gym down the street called Self Made Training Facility. And i was like okay i'm gonna go check it out so i went over there and stopped in and i was like hey man what's going on i heard uh, you guys are looking for trainers and he was like uh, we aren't at the moment but the one in uh pacific beach they are yeah, so I went to, I went to PB. yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> so i went i went down there and i talked to uh i talked to one of the main guys and it was funny because as i'm like driving home um, the guy, the CEO of, of the corporation hit me up, was like, yo, he was like, yo, have you ever been interested in personal training? And I was just like, did somebody tell him, dude? Like, <laughs> how, how did he hit me up? You know what I mean? Like, he found yeah. me on Instagram, and, like, at that time, I, I didn't even have near as many followers as I have now, so it's not like I was a big name. Um, and uh, I was just like, the signs were clicking, and I was just like, okay, like let, let, let's do it. So, yeah. um, Uh, It was $800 a month, and you get a key, and then you get access to this gym, and you can do whatever you want in that gym. You can charge people however much you want to charge them. You can do as many people as you want at one time, one per session, and then you just got to pay your rent at the end of the month. So I'm like, all right, cool. And then um, eventually I started, am I kind of running on, or can I just keep going?
0: Nah, man, nah, no man, I want do it. Do it yeah, no, yeah, like, yeah, honestly, that, you, that. you doing this? Um, I know this seems kind of lazy, but um, like you're answering questions that I could possibly have already written down, or questions that you're saying that we might have.
1: Okay. To so <laughs> yeah. yeah, I, yeah.
2: I make. I wasn't trying to disrupt yeah. the process, yeah.
1: you know. Well I, well, I got um, I got like I only got like two more questions for you, and then like the the rest, Josh, is pretty much the working out stuff in the community, bodybuilding. Yeah, in the I community, think I was working going working away out.
2: from the school yeah. and, the, and the military
1: stuff yeah. and the fitness stuff. So. yeah. So um oh yeah. So yeah. So you so you talk so he started talking about the lead up to uh I think to national. Um because I was asking you what um what the um what was it? Meet a veteran student. That's what it was. So I was, so it was asking, what it was like being a veteran, being a student, you know? Um, was National the first school you started at? Once yep. you uh, started that whole process, yeah. So National University was the first school I started at. It's pretty
2: unique. It's like, okay. um, what is that? Is it Phoenix University or something like that? It's kind of like,
1: yeah, accelerated courses. Accelerated courses, yeah. So yeah. it's like, uh, yeah. So, yeah, so what, what? Yeah. So so what was National like for you, man? Because we we both went to National. I was there for what three, two and a half, three, three years almost. Right. So so what was that? Yeah, I need but to go it's, back. It's okay. like, but it's it's cool. But I wish
2: it was. I wish it was longer. Just because I really feel like I can't soak in a whole subject in one month. You know what I mean?
1: I agree. It, 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 at,
2: at least at least for my majors, if it's just like the GES, I kind of want to get those over with because I'm not even focused on those. But I would say my majors they should extend those a little bit longer or something
1: yeah i um I, I i i was about to say i think for the ge's so i think um for new students i think not, national is probably not the the best place i i think you probably go to like a junior college get all your your ge's out of the way and then go to national even though you're you know your your main courses are are, are accelerated they are then they are um a little bit harder to grasp you know what i'm saying if like me you're a little bit slower, but you know what I'm saying? It's definitely one of them schools where it's like, you can get a lot of shit done in a short period of time. Um, I like the atmosphere. Um, what was the, you know, the the interactions for you being air force out there? I know there's mad everybody got an air force, air force joke for some reason, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, but besides that, <laughs> what was that like for you? Oh man,
2: you know, I was probably like one of like two air force guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's all it's all Marines and Navy over here. Yeah, yeah. You know, a couple Army, but yeah, it was it was it was interesting to be like the only Air Force guy in the classroom.
1: How I long were you at National?
2: I was at National for about three years. Three years? Okay. You know, about, maybe two two and a half, two and a half, something like that. Yeah, because I already had credits prior from when I was in the Air Force. So I actually still got um I still got time on my GI Bill now, so I can get another degree.
1: Nice, nice. All right. Um, was there anything in particular about adventure and experience that you want to talk about um, and being a student? Um, I know for me, um, you know, it was really my it was my it was a time for me to prove to myself, like, hey, can you do this on your own? Um, you know, making deadlines and, you know, um, doing all of that. So for me, it was a little bit challenging at times. Um, um, what about you?
2: Man, honestly, I would I would say the same. <clears throat> just because it's kind of like you don't really have anybody else to to answer to, and then at the same time you're just going to school. Like you're not doing anything else; you're just going to school. So yeah. um, it's easy to just get lazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you, you got that. You got that. Uh, that the BAH coming in every month, so you're like, I'm good. You know? Yeah. I'm going to go out. I'm going to have me some drinks and uh, I might, I might come home and do some homework. All right.
1: All right. So last question for this side is um, what has it been like since getting out of the military? In uh, what's it been for you now? Probably about six years or so. 2000, no,
2: 2017.
1: 17 oh shit so three years pretty, pretty recent oh, for years. for you year. so for you 4 i'm going on four. almost four yeah okay um what has it been like for you you know what i'm saying looking back at that time um do you love it do you regret it do you want to change anything um there's a lot of different type of veteran stories that we hear all the time you know ranging from the top of the top you know hey this guy is is on TV. He's a celebrity to, you know, we got vets that are on the streets, mental issues, and all of that. So there's a huge range of different experiences that we can have. Um, for you, though, in particular, you know, you're doing a lot of things, um, a lot of different things. What has the entire experience been like? Would you recommend it for other people who may be thinking about, you know, getting out of military around now, given everything that's going on?
2: Um. <clears throat> so for me, I would say that I don't. I don't regret separating the military at all. You know, I would say that that was a life that I lived, and now I'm living my second life, or maybe Mm -hmm. my my third life now. My adolescence. (laughs) 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 I'm living my third life now, and uh, it's just it's around who I am today is entirely different person, and what I'm doing today is entirely different and unique from the Air Force experience. But both of them don't overshadow each other at all. I would say that, um, you know, if you are going to separate, um, have a plan, understand that plan. Will absolutely. It will change, uh, but have a plan and then stick to it. And um, at the end of the day, um, you know, uh, you are through what you go through and uh, you absolutely can um, achieve anything that you want outside of the Air Force as well as inside of the Air Force. Because there's so many benefits and there's so much shit that they give us to, mm-hmm. to 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 make it successful. I mean, you have even outside of the Air Force, you have so many access points to be able to to learn about this and get this for free. Um, a discount here. Uh, I mean, this my um, my um, my personal training certification was actually a, a military scholarship, so I actually earned my uh, my uh, my cert for free through mm-hmm. a military scholarship i had to write a little essay and stuff about my uh military background about who i am about what i want to become and what i want to do um and they accepted me and gave me a scholarship because i, I think that cert is usually like somewhere around like a thousand dollars or something like that That's but, fun, uh, man. but yeah I, I would say you know um in hindsight um the air force is just uh uh it's like a um
1: um, um, a starting point from, not a starting point, but I would say uh, a jumping off point more like, <laughs> yeah, a, a
2: trampoline, a trampoline for for what I'm doing now. You know what I mean? It's getting me that air that I need. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: um, you know, something, um, I, uh, I talk about sometimes is that, you know, I think, um, with the right type of mindset, um, you know, especially for um, and and I want to hear your opinion. You know, me com- me coming from the islands, this is how I feel. Um, but like, especially for like a lot of young brothers and sisters who may not have you know the the, uh, the money to go to college initially and to do what they want when it comes to getting out of their um, situations. Personally, I think did the, the military is a really good jumping off point to help you get to where you want to be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Down the line. Um, would, would you, would you agree with that? You know, y'all, y'all being American, y'all being from here, y'all have a different point of view. And you know, there's, I know there's a whole military industrial complex and it can chew you up and spit you out. But despite all that, I think, I still believe that, you know, if you play it right, you can come out good on the end. Um would, would y'all agree with that? Um, Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Absolutely. Like Air Force is a crazy jump off point. Like it just puts you in such a good position to be successful, like I said, um, because people that don't have those benefits and don't have the military backing them up, um, you know, they got to basically climb that wall by themselves. Uh, And they don't they don't get taught these things that we get taught. So they might not even know things that we know early on um, until later in life. You know what I mean? Like they might not even figure them out. Something that we learned at age twenty two, twenty three years old, they might not learn it until
1: age thirty two or thirty two years old. Ain't think about it like that.
2: Yeah, I, you know what? I didn't think about it either until like right now. So I, w- I would yeah. say I would say the Air Force is, is is sending us ten years beyond where we where we currently are. Right.
0: Different, yeah, yeah. whole different mindset. Yeah. Man. Like,
2: whole different mindset, bro.
0: When I, even when I go, like when I go home, I, I go home um, quite often uh, back to Ohio, and I just like I, I love I love my friends back home. Don't get me wrong, I would love to see them do better, but when I, I compare my shitty life to their shitty life, their shitty life is a lot shittier than mine when it comes yeah. to. Um, when I, when I think about, you know what I'm saying, like the things that I've done in the military and like how my life is set up now and I see how much time they've been pretty much stuck in the same place, you know what I'm saying, moving one inch at a time. And it's like, yo, I think I made the, the right decision. Yeah.
1: And just the axis, man. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like in it's, I think the access man is a big thing. Like, you know, just being knowing that, hey, I might be doing shitty right now, but I still have access to all these different things, right? Like right. No, that is fucking huge, man. And you know, I wish I wish sometimes the military would, would um would advertise that better. It's not just the 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 sign-on bonus because like that shit goes away real quick, right? It's like, hey, the long-term shit. When you're in your late twenties and thirties, you gonna need this shit, right? right. Um,
0: yeah, that sign-on bonus ain't nothing but a Camaro. <laughs> yeah,
2: basically, basically, <laughs> basically, that's the first thing yeah. you'll fit it on too. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, all, right, all right, man. So speaking of Camaros, um, you know, uh, PC was your was your first duty station, right? Yeah, PC was yeah. Alright, so um, so last episode we was actually talking about um being single in the military, you know, a range of experiences. You know, me yeah, we, we was touching on some different things. You know, me, I I find myself to be, you know, fairly tame, you know, compared to, you know, me, me, Josh and Keith, you know what I'm saying? But we know we know some of the, we saw y'all, you know what I'm saying, you and y'all's crew, y'all would go out, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, when the Power Rangers meet the Ninja Turtles and we all just turn up all together, you know what I'm saying? We used to uh I know I know we hung out a, did our thing at a couple different house parties we, we lived in um Eagles Landing um I know you live with um Eagles Landing yeah with, uh, uh, and um and uh, somebody else yeah, y- uh, they so um, you know, what was the you know turn up phase like for you? You know, during the Roscoe Dash era. You know, I was listening. I was listening to him the other night. Oh actually, man, I remember I, remember I, I that. Era. I
2: I actually seen that man on the beach one time. He was walking. No shit. A fu- a fu- a funny story. He was wa- so I'm walking on the beach. Um, it's me, and my boy, and some chicks. And um, somebody. I think it was was it me? Yeah, I think it was me. I was like I was like, oh yo, that's Roscoe Dash. Nobody was on the beach at that time. Um, and I think he was just about to do a concert that night. And I was like, you know, that's, that's Roscoe Dash. Um, and uh, then um, he sent one of his boys over. Like, they were standing there over there talking, and he sent one of his boys over um, and to come talk to one of the girls. And one of the girls went over there to go talk to him or whatever, and then she kind of, like, was like, nah, we rocking with them. So I think they tried to so, so, yeah. So basically, <laughs> basically, he tried to hoe us, take, take the shorties with him so he can bring him on stage with him or whatever he was trying to do. And I was just like, ah, uh, okay. After that day, I was not fucking with Roscoe no more. I was like, nah. Ah, was- <laughs>
1: uh, shit. That, that, was a, that was an interesting story, man. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so. PC and spring break is a whole beast in itself. Mm. Um, I didn't turn up nearly as much as I wanted to. I feel like the amount of tur- turn up was just the right amount. Um, what was it like for you, you know, during that time being in PC and turning up and partying? Um, what was that whole experience like, man? Because I, I don't think people really understand, you know, what, what it's turnip, like sometimes.
0: The turn up was real.
1: <laughs> bro. bro. I was like,
2: I was young, dude. I was like 19, 20, 21 years old in Panama City, Florida. At that time, it was the number one spring break spot in the, in the world. Right, so, right. I mean, for me, that shit was crazy. I was like,
1: whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is this, uh, <laughs> this is a lot, man?
2: Yeah, but uh, I would say uh, the experience, I mean, basically, you know, we would all gather, gather together, everybody would get in one car. Um, somebody be the DD, hopefully, (laughs) hopefully, hopefully, uh, and, uh, drive to the beach. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And then, you know, the beach lines are super packed. So like you just swerving in out of traffic, maybe hopping out the car, talking to somebody. Um, Yeah. I've done that before personally, but yeah. Uh, you know, four locos was the drink back then. (laughs) Ah,
1: Yeah. (laughs)
2: <laughs> for love, <Luka>. oh, love <laughs> was a drink back then, uh, especially for oh, me. Man. You know, what I'm saying, so I was underage. So um, until later on in T.C., so I had to, you know, take the can back, crush yeah. the can. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We keep it moving. Uh, but for for me, then I mean, it was it was it was a cool experience. I glad I glad I was in
1: PC when I was that young, so that way yeah.
2: I can experience that
1: experience and wash it. um did you participate um in every spring break um over time over time did it did the experience change because i know for me i think i hit my stride around the senior airman phase of the the spring break era i was like man life is great you know (laughs) like work is good i'm a senior airman so not too much responsibility but you know but you know people people don't really fuck with you as much anymore you know um uh what was it like being young black on the beach and getting that getting that kind of attention um what does it do to your ego over time um and what are what are the what are the women like you know um during that time because i don't think uh people really understand sometimes you know what we what we see women,
0: you know yo, women were aggressive man
2: man i was about to say the same thing bro <laughs> <laughs> sometimes Sometimes I didn't have to say anything. I'm like, hey, what's up?
0: Yeah, they, they're <laughs> pretty know? aggressive, Georgia. But, but
2: but then again, we down south. So like all the schools that's coming is from Louisiana, um, Georgia, uh, Mississippi, you know what I'm saying, yeah. Kentucky. And them country girls, you know, they don't they don't get they don't care. <laughs> they
1: don't care. So I, so a lot of um a, a lot of a lot more titties than I was expecting, you know, in uh... <laughs> the wet
2: t-shirt contest, the wet t-shirt yeah, contest, I, all, all, the the little, the, all the, the little, little John concerts.
1: Yeah, I feel like in a way, you know, Spring Break was like an extended version of a like American Pie. You know, it's like, you oh, know, yeah. it's just wild shit, man. It's like, wow, this is really crazy, how you all yeah, get down. Like I've really seen that. That's crazy. Because <laughs> like, I don't know about y'all, but, you know growing up in Jamaica and, you know, I didn't really party that much, you know, in, in high school, but the way we partied, it wasn't really alcohol motivated. It was more of like, Hey, we just going to chill and turn up and, um, you know, alcohol will be there, but it, it's not the main thing, you know, the partying, thing. partying in, in the States, it's like, yo, everything is surrounded by alcohol. So it's like, you know, even if you're not, even so when you are underage, you know, it's like, well, Drinking is really the only thing that everybody is going to be doing. Um, between uh, PC, uh, you talk about being in England and uh, being in Arizona. Um, were there, what was the difference? Were there, were there any differences when it came, when it come to, you know, the nightlife, the partying? Um, was it turn up different? Um, can you speak on that for a little bit?
2: So, I mean, PC was cool. But I think I really had a blast when I went to England. When I went to England, I was older, so I was above, I was of age. Uh, uh, you know, uh, it's easier to travel too. So like, you don't even have to just party in one area. You can travel to a different country and party for less than a hundred dollars. You know what I mean? Um, and uh, hip hop music was scarce, but then um, actually it was really cool. Some military members that actually uh, worked with the DJ. Um, and they potentially uh, open up a, a, a club out there and it was a hip hop club. Which, and, which like, country? Then they had they, um, This is U- UK. Oh, this is England. Okay. Okay. So,
1: too. okay.
2: so Then, then they, uh, they had, um, eventually it was just like a little small, like uh, hip hop thing. And uh, all the, all the military people would promote it. And then like anybody that's associated with them. So all the Brits would start coming. Like if, if you got like a, you know, British homegirls, homeboys, they would come. And then it was just like it was it was pretty cool. But then it turned into like a whole like thing, like a whole club. And then they started bringing, It evolved. then they, Yeah, it evolved where they started bringing um, actual uh, performances. So the game, uh, YG, uh, what what year was this? Tyga, um this was um, two thousand fifteen sixteen.
1: Okay, okay. All right. Is it yeah. still up and running?
2: Uh I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember. I think I think I think it is, but I I think it's it's transformed it, it made it popular. It made hip hop in a club mm-hmm. pop- popular out there. So there's started to become more clubs out there that were playing hip hop too. Because okay. they weren't really playing hip hop. They're playing more like uh how they play house music over there and uh, mm-hmm. EDM, EDM. <clears throat>
1: Okay. So, so what, what what was the experience being like in England? Uh, being a brother, being out in England, um, were you prepared? Um, what was what was the uh, what, what's, talk about that man? What was, what was that like? You man, you a walking superstar, bro. <laughs>
0: walking
1: triple <You. jungle> double. <laughs>
2: walking, walking Lebron James. <laughs> <laughs> now, nah, okay. um, I, I would say it, it, in England it was it was uh, it was it was a very fun experience. I mean, like, man, like, black, American, <clears throat> and you're in the military, and you live in another country, I mean, you know. The locals give you a lot give, of love. Locals give you a lot of love. men and women, you know what I'm saying? Like, the, like the dudes, like, they really want to rock with you, you know, they're uh, they showing you mad love, they're interested in, like, what you, like, what you got going on, um, mm-hmm. all the way to the details of, like, what you're wearing. Um, I mean, like, and the, and the mm-hmm. girls, you know, like, they want to get involved with you. They, they, they're really interested in, in, in figuring out like, you know, who you are because you're in the military and you're American and you're in their country. So they're like, who is this they're person? Right. And, and you're Black, too. So you're a Black African-American Amer- African or maybe, you know, American. Um, and uh, over there, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of af- actual Africans. And uh, um, we just way different way different
1: so I, I have um so so before before you continue i have this um uh, theory that there's the the, the the there's a misconception that you know black Africans and you know our africans and African Americans don't get along i think it's personally i think it's bullshit um i think that or or am i wrong i think that we i, I think that people think that but when we're actually there with each other i think it's actually different because i've never um, i have I've interacting with mad African dudes and women and there's like never been like an ounce of attention. But I've heard that before, like like there's some I, I don't I don't think
2: in like a normal setting there's there's any problem at all. But I feel like at that time in England when we was out there we had a lot of we had a lot of problems with um some Africans, like we was always always in a in a in a, in a scruffle with them. No shit. yeah, for some reason, I don't know why, but i I think it's because, um, you know, when we came around, um the girl they didn't want to talk to the Africans, they want to talk to the African Americans uh, right yeah,
1: um,
2: and i I remember seeing a dude that got told no by a chick and got mad, and he said he just spit he spit on her, and she she wasn't rude with it, she didn't say nothing mean, she was normal, oh, so he just said. Oh, I was, like, I was like, oh, oh, dang, okay. You know? But other than yeah. that, you know what I'm saying? Like, I've, I've had yeah. friends from Haiti. I've had friends from um, from Africa. I've had friends from Jamaica. I've had um, I've, I've had friends from France. Um, you know, yeah. All black, and you know, yeah. so like, no matter where you are from, we still all have that that connection.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah. I, well, we know we we brothers. So. Yeah. I, but um, one thing I will say, though, is that one thing that's been consistent um, that I've seen and read is that dating back from all the way to World War One, we've always gotten a lot of love in Europe, you know, just from like the men and the women, you know, despite, you know, every this, despite, you know, what America has done and said, you know, what I'm saying to black African Americans in and around the areas, you know, because you got other homeboy that that's that that's that's been out there, you know, and. We uh, we've been doing a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, history, breakdown history when it comes to African-Americans in World War One and two and just in general. But one thing that has always stood out is that the locals is always showing a lot of love to the brothers and the sisters um, in Europe. And, you know, I'm just kind of glad that's been, you know, consistent in a sense. You know, it's like, um, you know, it's interesting to have them, you know, want to know about you. Um, how, how much detail are they going to, like, do they ask like where you're from, you know, the state and, you know, do they try to find out what your experience is like in the States?
2: Yeah. 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 A lot of people ask me like what I do in the States or like where I'm from, how is it like, um, you know, ask me about the culture too, you know, like in general, they just, they're really, uh, really, uh, uh interested in the culture and like just our culture and our music, our food. Our dance, our dress, um, yeah. You know, so I, I get a lot all of right. questions asked about about those type of things. All
1: right, yeah, all right,
2: Because I mean, cause it's the same. It's kind of like it's the same interest, no matter what country you go in. I mean, I've been to Scotland, I've been to Wales, I've been to England, I've been to.
1: What's the ladies Mar- like out there, man? I- <laughs> yeah, come on, man, come on, man. Hold on, let me let me let me tell you,
2: <laughs> Barcelona you got greece uh you got uh france you got amsterdam you got prague you got um uh, poland you got sweden switzerland uh i mean all those places man i need, <laughs>
0: uh, I need to um, fucking finish my re- redo my passport renewal so i can uh go some
1: time hey. man
2: bro please <laughs> <laughs> please do it yeah.
1: I, would, hey, I hey, say, so, hey, hey, Antoine the 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 plan is for us to try to get our Netflix show so we can just travel, you know, and, and do the show. So yeah. <laughs> that's that's the plan, man. You yeah. know? Just you, just to cool do
2: that, make sure you make sure y'all bring me back on as a guest so I could travel yeah. too.
1: Absolutely. All right, let's do it. <laughs> hey, 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 you know, hey, you know what? Um, so all right, so the this last thing I'm gonna say, and then I'm gonna hand it off to Josh. So last episode we we're talking about um, you know, I had this this random idea of like uh, you know, mixing the military with um reality TV, you know, so take a bunch of you know fit ass air, like a dozen air ex-Air Force vets, a dozen ex-Marines, you know, a dozen army cats, a dozen, you know, Navy cats. Give it the um, the the reality show treatment. Throw in a bunch of different like challenges. You know, shooting. You know, but you know, what I'm saying a bunch of military related stuff, and throw a camera, throw some alcohol, and you know, see what comes out of that shit, man. <laughs>
2: yeah. No, nah, yeah, I think that would be uh, that would be pretty good. Cool, it'd be like uh, you could you could call it maybe like drinking with vets. Something
1: like that. I don't know. Something like, I don't know, man. But I'm like, yo, there's so, like, there's, you know, when it comes to the content for us, it's very, it's a lot, very dry sometimes. We were talking about it before the episode. I'm like, yo, show them, show vets what how what we're really like. Stop with the, with the, the bullshit, Hollywood. right? Stop with the Hollywood shit, man, right? Stop showing me all these officers in, this, in these fucking movies because these officers, <laughs> they don't know shit, <laughs> <All> right? Show me a list. I don't know how to turn okay. up
0: no care. <laughs> all right, Josh. Um, all right, cool. Well, chugging uh, right along with part 2 uh, of the interview. Um and you told us that you're into uh, personal training, um, slash are are you about bodybuilding as well? Um, yeah. Or, okay. So you're into the bodybuilding and um and fitness lifestyle. Um mm-hmm. can you tell us what it's like mm-hmm. living that lifestyle? You know what I'm saying like um, the challenges, um and you already told us why, what, what, or if you didn't tell us, um, what made you, um, decide to go into that lifestyle?
2: Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so personal training is is a career path. I guess you could say bodybuilding is a career path too, um, but uh, they're, they're two separate entities. Okay, um, you can kind of mix them, and in, 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 in the two two as well, um, just as me as an athlete and then me as a coach. OK, so, um, but at, at the same time, um, a lot of times I'm, I'm, I'm sharpening both uh, both edges of the sword, you know, it's a double double blade sword. So I'm able to sharpen both ends. So even when I'm training myself or I'm practicing my craft over here, um, I'm, I'm able to transfer that over here and uh, sharpen these guys up and, and make them better along with myself. Um, but I would say personal training started. Uh, like I was saying, I went to Self Made Training Facility um, out here on the West. I think there's there's some. It's a guy named Miguel Aguilar. He created this company called Self Made Training Facility, and it's a pre, it's a it's it's a unique t- style gym. It's a, a private gym. Um, you can only work out there if you have a trainer. Um, so it's basically operated by trainers. Um, and, uh, the trainer is a, is a contractor and they have their own private business. However, they handle business. It's up to them. Um, but self does give a crash course. Um, it's called the self-made, uh, academy. And they teach you about the business aspects of, uh, being a trainer and how to, uh, develop your own personal brand. So I thought that was pretty cool. So that helped me out a lot to figure out, you know, what my brand was and how I can deliver my uh, training in a professional manner and not having to use a 24 hour uh, template, 24 hour fitness template, or go training at one of these high end gyms and just be a trainer and have to give them a fee. I get to keep all the, all anything that I make, I get to keep, I just have to pay my rent, pay my dues, and then I get to be able to build my business up the way I wanna build it. Nice. Uh, So I thought it was a super cool, um, um, super cool idea. Um, And uh, I just, I I, I, I fell through it when he hit me up on Instagram. Um, And then from then it was just, I was just all gas, no break. And uh, we showed up to fitness expos. We had our own booth at fitness expos. I showed up to those. They had meetings at headquarters. So I think down here, The building down here is like, how big is it? I think it's like 4,000 square feet, maybe, maybe, maybe less. Um, But the one headquarters, the gym is 8,000 square feet. Oh man, that's,
0: that's pretty, it's pretty big for a gym. That's pretty deep. Well, that's decent. That's, that's pretty dumb. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's a, it's a big ass warehouse and it's just full of dope ass equipment Um, most, mostly every ring has a, has a boxing, mostly every gym has a boxing ring. So they do a mix of like, um, pad work, Muay Thai, boxing. Um, there's lifting, um, there's uh, calisthenics functional. So you'll have turf, you'll have turf in the gym too as well. Um, yeah. So it's like literally just a pond of just all styles of training and fitness.
0: Okay, that's that's that sounds pretty damn dope, man. Um I'm I'm kind of bummed out. I never I didn't really start, you know what I'm saying, doing anything physical physically uh related, you know what I'm saying, to my body uh until my later days in San Diego when I was pretty much leaving, but um that's pretty dope, man. Um all right. So you have your own your own personal training business, um working out out of the gym and things like that or maybe doing mm-hmm. other things. Um, tell us what it's like, um, starting, starting your business and getting it up and running. Uh,
2: so starting my business was interesting because I, you know, from the military, I didn't really have any business traits. You know, I, I, just, I was a worker. Uh, so, um, creating my own business and creating my own, my own processes was, uh, was, uh, it was, it was a hassle. I was, you know, trying to figure stuff out. And it was a headache because like i'm like man this person stuff looks so nice right but my mind is lacking but what i was i was i was super open to to learning so anytime i would see somebody doing something and i see that they were doing it well i would i would ask them i would go sit under them you know what i'm saying i would i would go just like how i went to uh, um what's the, uh what's the dial processing thing Cap, nice. just yeah. like i went to cast four times I went to the to the self made academy um, several times, you know, just to just to get it, just to learn it, um, and like really really understand the process. So I really dove deep into that, and uh, all while going to school. But I had so much time, so much time on my hand, especially with only going to school two. Because so that's the reason why I went to national university, because I would only have to go to school two to three times, uh, uh, two to three times a week. Um, for five five hours a day, right, and be able to do my work and my homework on the weekends, and be able to just focus so much on my own craft throughout the process, you know what I mean. Which technically is a second job, right? But it's not really a job, you know what I mean. It's just your day to day process. But
0: okay, yeah. uh, at least in, at least until you. Build brand awareness. Um, and even then, it still wouldn't be a job because it wouldn't, it, it essentially, it's something that you love to do, right? So, yeah. Right, so,
2: exactly. yeah, so I was like, I, there's, there's no way I could say it was a job because it wasn't a job.
1: Okay. All right. And and, and and uh I, I admire that man because you know, even me and Josh, we talk about like what we're doing now. We've been talking about this for years and years, but it's like we didn't really know how to like present it in a sense or how we would go about, you know, orchestrating everything. And we're looking back, and we're like, yo, nigga, like have we started this shit in San Diego? You know, had we gotten this shit now, we don't know where we would have been, you know, four, four or five years later. So, you right. know, I admire you for you know taking that because like for us, for I feel like for for me, it was a leap just going to California and being in school. So for me, that shit was just hard enough just focusing on you know trying to become radiation therapist at a the time. And you know, here you are doing doing both. Like for me, it was just like, yo, school is fucking hard, <laughs> you know, like I'm gonna focus <laughs> on this.
2: <laughs> Bro, but I, don't do- I was doing a lot. I'm not gonna lie to you. I was doing a lot. I was really tired. I
1: props, props to you, man. It's it, it's not it's not easy, man. I, I no. tell you that. It's Not easy, man. And it takes a lot of focus and it's, it's work. It's it, it, it don't feel like it sometimes, but it's but it's work, my nigga. It's it's work. I give props, man. It's, for sure. it's. It
2: is. I mean, and, and at the same time, it's just like you know, um, I use it as fuel for other to to give to other people. You know, I used to share my story by, hey, man, you know you struggling with that, but hey, listen, I'm, you know, I'm still, I'm training for my, my, at that time, I'm training for my first bodybuilding show. So I'm like, hey, you know, I got to wake up at this time. I got to train a client. I got to do cardio in between that client. And then after that client, I have to study for this. I, I got to take this test. And then after I do all of this stuff, I got to meet up with this person because that's when I started modeling. I got to go, I got to go shoot with this person and shoot with this person and then I got to go to school at night. So it's like, if, uh, if, if I can do that, I know you can do that. You know what I'm saying? I know you can do that. It's all, it's all about time. Honestly, you could do a lot. And right. I feel like it's all about time management. If you have a time management and you have a, you have a fucking schedule, and you and, and that's, this is where I, this, my time management started kicking in. Because before that, it was all the Air Force. But I think that's where the Air Force kind of drove me into the situation where I was at. Is I I didn't feel comfortable just doing one thing. I felt like I needed to do one, two, three, four, five at at fucking one, at three, at four, at five. You know what I'm saying? And um, I felt like I needed to I needed I needed to to work that manner to be able to be successful. And I remember my dad. I was talking to my dad on the phone. He was just like, "Son, you're gonna burn yourself out." you know, you need, you need to rest. You need to relax. I'm like, pops. no, nah, I can't relax. I can't rest. I don't have anything to to rest for. You know what I'm saying? Like I need a, I need right. to make this stuff happen.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, guys, no breaks.
2: <laughs> yeah, no breaks.
0: <laughs> um, all right. So you, you mentioned, um, you, you did uh modeling. Um, so, uh, how long you've been modeling? I, I remember, uh, I seen one of your posts, um, you had like, um, you actually had a sponsor for, for Manscaped. Um, congratulations on that. Oh, and I, hope
2: you, yeah, yeah. I hope
0: you get many, 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 many more great sponsors, um, in the future. Um, Absolutely. but do you plan on, um, taking the modeling thing anywhere? Uh, are you doing photography only? Do you got OnlyFans? Like,
1: no. <laughs> no. No. no 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 Which one no to The only fans are not no, the guy? No, no. <laughs> um uh the mod-
2: the modeling thing kinda kicked off. Uh I met one of my good friends uh uh way back when I first started with self made. He was actually a trainer at that time and uh he was doing a lot of uh Video work, a lot of camera work, uh, with some other people, and he's been doing it for years. And he kind of like took down his wing. And was like, "Yo, in order for you to be a successful trainer, you need to be able to to shoot your uh, your content. Your content needs to be good." So I was like, "Okay, cool." And then we took that to another level. And then we started shooting basically every day. We had a uh, we had a, a crew of videographers and photographers, and we were just like basically all just like kind of like sharing um, skill sets and uh, helping each other build their their portfolios. So we started doing that, and then we created this thing called We Run SD, and, uh, well, he did. Um, I was just part of it and and helped orchestrate it, but it was basically we gathered all the best athletes around San Diego, you know, athletes and trainers and enthusiasts around San Diego, and we did a trial. So it's basically like, you know how you have like these uh, lifting groups or like these uh, certain groups to where like you have to pay a fee in order to be a part of the group or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because of the group, the group holds weight, it has value, and to be a part of that group, you gotta be a beast and gotta pay the fee, Yeah, you pay your dues. Uh, so we, create, we created that, and we did like a little trial run, and that trial run was all filmed. We had like um, six videographers and photographers in one gym. Um, and what we would do is that we would do a trial we would set a date and we would make it like kind of like anonymous at first. And then we would kind of um, um, expose the date more closer to kind of like build that hype, you know what I mean? Okay. Um, and then um, what would happen is that the, the athletes would come and then we would have a series of events. Um, part of the event, too, would be to be behind cameras. So I give you a product. Because it was all about how to build, um, how to how to create um, uh, an enthusiast, somebody who wants to be an, an enthusiast. Not only has to shoot content and stuff like that, but they have to be, or not only has to be able to be an athlete, but has to be able to be good behind the camera and do camera work and be like, boom, cameras, lights on, lights, camera, action. So. Uh, we added that in the next two as well and everybody got free content and it was a super fun man and then we used to do it at random places so only the people who were invited would get the location um, and then we would kind of like announce it like anonymously again and then um, eventually uh, those people would get the invitation and they would get the location and then we would do it at a different location um, and it was it was it was pretty it was pretty cool man i I would say like it really helped develop um, my skill sets as like a model and a quote unquote actor, I guess you could say, um, and just to be able to have those uh, skill sets to be able to be behind the camera and get the job done fast, quick, and, and 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 precise. Because it's, I mean, once that we all good until that camera light comes on. As soon as that camera light comes on, it's a different story. It's not easy, you know what I mean? It's just, it's not easy at all. And for you to not only perform as an athlete, that's easy. You know, you can do a box jump, or you can sprint here and sprint there, or whatever the case may be. But it's about being able to present yourself in a great manner, know what you're presenting, know how you're presenting it, and know how to deliver it. Um, I would say the modeling industry is pretty weird, because like people say they're a model, but they're not actually published, or they never got paid. Uh, so I would say you know um it's kind of oversaturated in a sense but as long as you have that professionalism and that um um um, that delivery and uh uh, stuff like that that appeals to brands um, because i think one of the questions is is like how can you you know get sponsored or whatever um that, uh, that's, that's, that's how you can go about getting one of those is just by being able to present yourself in a professional manner and being, being able to deliver it. Right.
1: Okay. Well, real quick. What was it like? I know it's something that I still kind of struggle with, but it's like, um, and I think that's, that's cause like, I'm just doing everything over here. Um, but it's like, what is it like, you know, getting, getting comfortable, you know, um, in front of the camera and you know seeing your work you know out there because for me you know I I cringe man when I hear my when I hear the podcast on Spotify. Oh, yeah. oh man and you know it's 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 tough. You know for me personally I never it's something that I never saw coming until like episode one. I was like yo <laughs> what, the, what what is this? I, I thought only white people got anxiety
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I did. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I did that I think I, (laughs) Um, you know, it was something I think that could never really happen to me. I was like, yo, this, this shit shouldn't be nothing. But, you know, here I am feeling weird, you know, being in this whole space. How did you get comfortable with it? And how do you get, and how do you talk or walk other people through it that may not, you know, have that same level of comfort as you?
2: Uh, I mean, you just develop, you you, you get comfortable over time, you know, like you just, like I said, we were shooting every single day, so every mm. single time I got more and more comfortable. Uh, but I mean, like the first, you know, obviously, it, it, no matter what time or age I get, you know, if I see myself on a on a video or something like that, or even, you know, a podcast, I'm always going to analyze myself. Yeah. And I and at, at this point, it's not as critical as I used to be. As when I used to be, I used to kind of be like, like nervous and scared that I fucked up. I was like, oh man, oh man, I moved wrong. Oh man, I I, I stuttered. I, I said this wrong. But now, you know, I'm I'm more so in a position to where like, you know, we're human, and people know that we're human, and people like that Authent- authenticity more nowadays, just because of all the right, this, right, right, all the fake shit that's going on. They would rather see something real and like see uh see a stutter than to 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 for you to sound like a fucking robot you know what i mean so (laughs) so now i'm more like instead of like criticizing myself i'm more like analyzing myself i'm like oh yeah maybe i could have said that better or or or, oh that you know actually that that fail was actually pretty cool because i remember the first time i shot for this brand asrv which is a super sick clothing brand um they do uh tech apparel uh sports tech apparel and uh, i actually worked for them too um, at, at headquarters, at the the warehouse, um, um, but the, these guys are super sick. But when I first uh, modeled for them, um, I tried to flip this tire, like it's an action video, and the whole video, I'm just going ham, like literally, I didn't, I don't think we rested at all. I just, we just he said, camera rolling, and he's just he's like, just do whatever you want. And I was just like, all right, cool. So I'm like running on the treadmill with the medicine ball over my head. That's like one of the first scenes. And I'm like box, I'm like jumping on a bench with like hundred and thirty-five pounds on my on my back, like squatting, squat jumping. And I'm like doing all this crazy stuff because my heart's pumping, and my boy was like, Yo, when you shoot with them, just go all out. And I was like, Okay, cool. Uh and then um so I get to this tire because I remember seeing this dude named Real World Tactical flipping this tire, and I was like, that shit looks sick um he's a beast though um i'm not such a beast (laughs) and uh so i like where i got these medicine balls and i set up this little obstacle course and i have these medicine balls i'm throwing one medicine ball over they're about 50 60 and 100 pounds um and i'm boom 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 and then there's a little tire a medium tire and a big tire and then, um, so I have to, I, I run, I jump over the tire, the big tire and I run to the little tire and I flip it, run to the medium tire and I flip it. And I try to flip the big tire and I flip it and I'm not able to get my, my balance from back here to front because the tire is over my head. So the weight is coming back. So I do flip it, but then I fall straight on my back and land on my head. And they actually added that part in the clip, in the video. Okay. And, I, and honestly, that was probably like the first time that I was just like, that was a, a dope ass fail. Yeah, it was cool. You know, it was cool to see like me fail and it to be publicized and me not feeling bad about it because it's OK. Like sometimes yeah. we try we like you might not get it the first time, might not get it the first time, might not get
1: it.
0: All right, um, got cut off there a little bit. Um, anything else you wanted to add about like, um, modeling or photography that possibly didn't get uh didn't get, didn't get?
1: You know, right? Yeah, I, I wanted to ask, did, did, were you going to be on a like the big screen, like acting, and like short short films, um, uh, anything so, like that?
2: Yeah, so actually, this year I plan on uh, pursuing that this year. Okay. I thought I thought we were moving to Texas. Uh we ended up staying here. Um mm-hmm. so my girl could uh, finish out her schooling. Um, mm-hmm. so with that being said, uh I was gonna actually take my um my chances and out talent out. yeah take take okay. my talent. I don't know I don't know what talent for, <laughs> but yeah, I want
1: to hey. take I want to take that over to Hollywood and see, hey, hey, see do what you I think, can man. It, You know, hey, hey we right so <laughs> yeah, yeah, hey, so, so 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 real quick, you know, the dude that plays Kylo Ren, um, we we got him on our board for you know for our future interviews or wannabe interviews or whatnot. But the dude that plays Kylo Ren, he was in the Marine Corps and he actually talked about um you know, being in the Marine Corps, he, actually, he ended up getting uh, medically discharged, but going to Juilliard, I think, um, per, just pursuing his, you know, dreams of acting post-military. And, you know, he talks about, you know, the beginning, middle, end. And I was like, yo, veterans doing, um, acting and getting into that. I'm, I fucks with it. You know what I'm saying? Because it's a not, it's not a lot of, a lot of us that do it. So, Hey man, um, props to you. Uh, we will be watching, um, do you think, man? And there's a there's actually a program that he sponsors. It's it's like veterans to it's like, it's like veterans to actors or veterans to veteran of the arts. Uh, Josh, you had found it. Um, you remember? Uh, I told yeah, you about? yeah, yeah.
0: Um, I would have to. I you know what. That's something I uh, we could probably do. I could probably uh, put a put a link with that on our yeah. But, but
1: I know I know they um is they, they they have some kind of program set up with a GI Bill, but it's um, but like I said, it's with Adam Driver and um some and a couple of big name actors, and it's I think it's them trying to um, bridge that gap, you know, between veterans who want to break into that creative space. Mm-hmm. Um, do do you know what kind of um space you want to get into when it comes to acting, or is it just anything, um? uh yeah I, I i don't really
2: have a like a limit i feel like if i did start acting it would just i get you know test the waters and see like where yeah. i fit in because i feel like that's that's how most actors do they kind of yeah. like see who they are as an actor and then they fill in the gap you know
1: yeah Okay. hey man, there's there's shit, there's voice acting. There, there's a lot of different things, man. Like, hey, we uh we working on a uh a little animated joint, you know. Um it's uh to, to be to be continued or, or or to okay. be uh or TBD, you know. So um we uh we working on a little storyline um for that. So you know, hey, we uh <laughs> we trying to build an empire, hashtag grow the pod. Um, grow, our pod hashtag. grow our grow our grow our pod a two man pod. Um but yeah, man, um, I think that's super dope, um, Shafi. Yeah. I we could talk about this for like a whole nother couple hours, man. Right. Um, but so I'm, I'm gonna one, let Josh continue.
0: One, one sec. Um, headed back to that. Um, the guy that plays Kylo Ren, um, the school yeah. that he that he um, has set up It's called Arts in the Armed Forces, um, and basically they're they're they what they want to do is bridge a gap between civilians, veterans, and military um, using art. You know, what I'm saying media, movies, music, anything possible. Because, like, they're when just me talking with people that I've worked with in a civilian world, there really is a huge disconnect when it comes to veterans and um, our civilian counterparts. Um, for the most part, they think that we are all unstable, alcohol trigger, trigger like, happy.
1: You know, what I'm, yeah, saying. You know what I'm saying. I'm saying some some of us are. You know, but, but you know,
0: for the most part that's not. That's the image we don't want to portray, and we don't want our civilian counterparts to see us in that light. because yeah. So yeah, some of us just like
1: funny with, shit,
0: right? Yeah. So he, came, he came up with this um, this uh, arts and armed forces uh, nonprofit solely for that purpose. So you know, something to something to check out. Yeah. Um,
1: hey, yeah. Um, Gary Owen was in uh, was in the military, the, the comedian um, Shaggy. Uh, he was in the Marine Corps. Um, there's mad, there's like mad veteran, uh, actor, uh, Charlie Murphy, Morgan Freeman. What's his name? Uh,
2: Witherspoon?
1: Uh, I think guy, so. Like, with, John? with the eye,
2: with the eye, the black guy. I think Forrest uh, Whitaker. Forrest Wh- Whitaker.
0: Was it, he... He probably uh-huh. was
2: military. I don't know. Yeah, he was. I'm not I sure. Think was, I think he was army. Okay. I think he was army. Yeah, but. and Montel, yeah. like
1: there's there's mad ventures that that crossed over into that active space, man. So, you know, and with, you know, social media and everything, it's like, you know, um you can get you can get picked up really quick. And you already got a large following, you know. So, it's like you you already have that, you know, that potential connection.
0: Right. Uh, um So, I want to uh well, Anything else you want to say? No. Okay. Okay. All right. Checking right along. Um can you tell us uh a little bit about the bodybuilding lifestyle, like the training, competing, eating right? Oh, uh, give us a little, give us just, you know what I'm saying? Like a little a little snip of behind the scenes
2: yeah so like <clears throat> bodybuilding is very consistent if you want to be great in the sport uh <clears throat> everything that you do has to be super precise super consistent um very uh outlined and uh tact uh, i guess like i say tactically placed <clears throat> um so with bodybuilding you know you got you got cardio you have um um, weight resistance training and then you have your diet um, pretty much all of those have to align um, perfectly in order for you to look sharp and be um, bring that size and shape is what they call it size and shape
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, so I, w- I would say I would say man it's, uh, it's 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 not really a sport now for me it's kind of like a lifestyle so even when I and bodybuilding it I'm still gonna continue this lifestyle just because it's healthy. You know, we have coronavirus nowadays. <clears throat> it's it's good to be in shape and to have wellness. Um, so I would say uh, with with bodybuilding, man, I mean, uh, you know, we used to drink a lot in the military. Right, mm-hmm. bruh, I used to go to um, what, the, what was it, the BX or the Exchange or um, right,
0: shop that and shit. Stop that.
2: Shop had yeah. <laughs> to grab a bottle like every weekend, you know, like grab a bottle of fucking Jack Daniels or whatever it was. Um, yeah. and now, you know, with bodybuilding, um, I hardly drink. Right. There's been a time where I've I've been sober for like seven months straight. And when mm-hmm. um when I get closer to prep, like let's say my prep is about, you know, twelve to sixteen weeks, um, I won't drink anything um, at least eight weeks before that just because I want to make sure that my body is, is good and clean before I start this this process of cutting down. <clears throat> right. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, just the whole um, aspect of wellness I feel like is involved just because like even like when you are lifting weights like everybody thinks like protein, you know, protein, 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 protein especially for guys. But I mean it has a little bit more to do with that than that, uh, especially when it comes to micronutrients. so micronutrients are the uh, um, the nutrients that you need from like vegetables to vitamins <clears throat> um, and I feel like those play a huge role in your health, your performance injuries um, growth development um, I mean that just plays a a, a, a big part. Um, And uh, the part of the process is crazy. So like, you know, you wake up in the morning, like I wake up in the morning at like 4.30 a.m. When I start prep, I wake up in the morning at 4.30 a.m. or even 4 a.m., go to the gym, do cardio, you know, 30, 40, 50 minutes of cardio, and then work out again um, after I get off of work. So I go into work, you know, 8, 9 o'clock in the morning and then get off of work at 5 p.m. And then go to the gym work out for an hour, hour and a half. Um, and then, you know, finish whatever else I got to do along that time. So like, you know, studying, maybe working on some clients programs or something like that. So like, it's like a, it's like a, a full day schedule. Okay. It's not, it's not easy for sure. Cause I mean, you can, you, there could be one day, uh, one day you can be like, man, I'm not motivated, you know? And that's going to that's gonna come. I don't care who you are. It's going to come for sure. I mean, it's raining right now. It's cloudy out here in San Diego. I mean, today, you, I'm tired. I can be like, man, I don't, wanna don't want to today. Drive. Right. Don't wanna train today. I don't want to train today. I don't want to drive nowhere. I just want to stay home, watch Netflix, and chill with my girl. You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, right. But, um, but, you know, you got to throw on your rain jacket and you got to go. You know what I mean, and I don't think it. I don't think it really. There's 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 a word called motivation. People love to use that word a lot, but I feel like motivation isn't the thing that you need to reside on. You need to reside on determination because if you're determined, um, you know, no matter what it is, you're going to get it done, and you're going to make sure that you get the job done on a daily basis. Versus motivation, um, you can lose and you can gain that daily. Momentarily, um, you know, it it can it can come hard and it can leave hard too, uh, you know, and that's I think that's when people fall into depression because when you're not motivated, then you don't want to do what you need to do, and when you don't do what you need to do, you feel bad about yourself and you get depressed. Um, so I feel like the gym ultimately, you know, is a de-stressor too as well. I'm talking about depression now. But it's a destructor as well, you know what I mean? Because you you feel like you achieve something that day, even if you're not bodybuilding. So this is to my people that's not even into bodybuilding right, at right. all. You know what I mean? And you're just a regular person, and you have other you have other focuses that you want to spend your time on. Um, mm-hmm. uh, just going to the gym alone is is a win for the day. So like let's say you wake up in the morning, and you go do a little 30 minute workout. That's a win. You're gonna feel better about yourself, and you 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 de-stressed, and you've got that out the way. Now everything else is gonna is kind of kind of like follow like a domino domino effect is gonna fall in place. So uh, I would say with bodybuilding, um, it's kind of like incorporates, uh, it, it, and it kind of like kind of bounces off of the military too. I think I feel the reason why I love it so much because it's so structured. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. so flexible. It's so structured to where, like, you know, in the Air Force, you have to do X, Y, and Z before you finish your day. In bodybuilding, you have to finish X, Y, and Z before you finish your day. Mm, okay. Uh, and I feel like, you know, And I feel like that adds structure to your life because, you know, you usually get into a routine of comfortability to where, like, you know you're going to get X, Y, and Z done if you do A, B, and C. Okay. Because in order to keep that same drive where you work out at the same time every day and you eat your milk at the same time every day you need to be able to do a b and c too first in order to get you into that position and maybe a is just going to work and you know before you go to work you have to work out or before you go to work you have to eat your food and then on your lunch break you have to eat and then when you get off of work you have to go train so it's kind of like it works it aligns together you know
0: Okay. Yeah. Very, very, very structured. Very. very structured. And I like, I like how you said that about uh like motivation and determination, and how you just differentiated de- defric- yeah, the two. Yeah. I like, I like that, man. Um, That's interesting way to, to look at it. Yeah, it is, man. Definitely a different way to look at it. <laughs> like sometimes. Yeah. I do, I do lose motivation. Or, yeah,
1: and that should, and that should, that motherfucker be coming and going sometimes too.
2: Yeah, it's like where's Come bro? my bro? Come back. Um,
0: <laughs> so what, um, what are so I'm gonna hit you with a two part question here. So, mm-hmm. uh, what, what is some of the misconceptions about bodybuilding, and what is the actual community like? So, on one side, you got, like, what people think about it, and then on the other side, like, what is it really like? I,
2: I would say a lot of people think that bodybuilding is a full of a bunch of dumb meatheads that only lift weights. Um, I would say that's a misconception for sure. Um, a lot of these guys are super intelligent because they need to understand the body. They need to understand how it works. I'm talking, about like, all the way down to... How the body digests food, how it processes stuff, what you need in order for it to process better, the types of food that you eat, the spices, what the spices do for your body, um, to like how to train and not how to injure yourself, how to recover. Um, so I would say a lot of the a lot of these guys and girls are pretty wise when it comes to um, uh, knowledge about the body, and then also um, you know uh, the lifestyle. Like I said, the lifestyle. It just creates so much progression in your life. So a lot of people are doing bodybuilding are doing a lot more than just lifting weights. They probably run their own business. They probably have a full-time job. They probably are going to school. They're probably doing this. They're probably doing that. So they're doing a lot more than just lifting weights, like people think on Instagram. They're like, oh man, this guy, that's all he does. I remember somebody said in the gym, they said to me um one of my comments, was crazy. He said, uh he said, "It must, it must be nice not having to do anything all day, but to lift weights." As if, <laughs> as, if, as, if as if, I got the physique that I have because I literally live inside the gym.
1: Yeah, right. man, you just, you just in San Diego, laying around, just lifting, lifting weights all day, man. <laughs> somebody, somebody,
2: somebody said I was broke. They said, "Oh, you must be broke as fuck."
1: Cause you live, cause you. I, was like, I was like, you gotta pick one. <laughs>
0: like what? Wait, do you, I do they not know how much food costs. Like, <laughs> right.
2: oh, like uh, I guess I just I'm just eating grass and and you know drinking out the uh, the park the park water fountain. I don't know. Oh man, oh
0: man. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah.
2: <laughs> because shit, I've, man.
0: I've never, yeah, I've never, I never really like out of all the things I can think of, like somebody bodybuilding being broke has not been one of them. Like, oh man, like I would have probably thought of like, okay, well maybe steroids are like a uh, big or something like that. Cause I, I know people take them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know, I know people don't use them. Well, they probably do. I don't know. Uh, I know, I know they, they, they use them um, to get an edge in the competition, you know, what I'm saying things before shows and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would have been, one thing that I thought, not, not that you were broke. Holy shit.
1: All right. So, um, my, so, so my, my thing, right. Is that, um, from watching, um, you know, Bigger, Strong and Fast, I realized that, uh, the documentary, I realized that, you know, on the, the list of things, you know, I guess in the range of importance, you know what I'm saying? And like the shit, you know what I'm saying? That actually happens to the body, you know, um, I always kind of knew that like yo steroids was, was actually something that's actually pretty pretty low down here but um in the social media era I find that you know people the w- the main thing now I, I hear or or see is that it's uh, it's all photoshop um w- w- what 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 can you speak on when it come when it comes to that um we we know you right we know that you wasn't always you know what I'm saying on swole, you know what I'm saying, like you are now, you know what I'm saying, you was always, you was also, we know you as A1C, Maro. you know what I'm saying, um, so we, we see the progression over time, right, um, what, well, how do you feel about, you know, the, oh, it's just, it's Photoshop, or that's, you know, that's, that's, that's computer, that's not real, um, that's not, uh, it's not sustainable, what do you, what do you have to say about, you know what I'm saying, things like that?
2: Uh, so like a lot of the po- a lot of the pictures that people post on on IG, they're not sustainable at all because they they post they post stuff like post show or like prior show to when like you know they're really conditioned, um they're really they're dehydrated, you know they've pulled water they pulled sodium, um and they're in a state of survival basically like because their body has no fat no water no nothing. Nap- Oh shit! So I, I would say I would say that sh- that shit's not sustainable at all, um, you know. But uh, Photoshop is a real thing. Mm-hmm. Photoshop is a real thing, especially sorry to say it, but especially with women, they Photoshop the hips to make them look smaller and mm-hmm. but to look bigger. I've seen them, and I've seen really bad photoshops too. I've seen to where like the the background is warped. And I'm like,
1: oh, Oh, no. They they just had that. They didn't buy the full version. (laughs) Yeah.
2: I mean, you know, like, even, like, guys who, like, really want to be somebody in the industry, what they'll Mm -hmm. do is that they will create a facade around who they actually are. And they'll take, you know, the, the best angles, the hardest filters, and they'll fucking spike the contrast. So, like, that way it's really focused. And uh, you can see the, the shadows in, in, in every single muscle. And it makes them look better. But in reality, it's funny because I know guys personally that do this shit and they overload their pictures and stuff like that on IG. And I know they ass don't look like that. Mm. I'm like, damn, you look better than me on IG. <laughs> like, I know you don't look like that because I've seen you stand next to me. And I'm not that. I'm just saying like... I'm just saying like rah, 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 rah. The, the, the IG version, the IG version is it's inspiration and the real version is not.
0: Right. Yeah. Hey, man, you, hey man, I feel like you're talking to me, not so much editing pictures, but like my profile picture is from like a year and a half ago. <laughs> got, I have got significantly smaller, so I probably need to change that, huh? Hey,
1: uh, hey. My, <laughs> hey, hey God. Um. Hey, my IG right now, dog, is that, that, what you see is what That was still with you,
2: though. That was still with you. So technically, <laughs> it, you, there's nothing wrong with that, all right? If she don't ask you, hey, is that a recent photo? And then she sees you, and like, hey, listen, listen uh, at least you know why I can be that's, that's,
1: Right. That's my potential. I
2: can get back there. Don't worry. I'm just chilling right now.
0: <laughs> <You know? laughs> all right. Hey, my, Um. All right. So... Covered have been not sustainable, um, long term anyway. Um talked about motivation? No, we did not. So we were talking about the motivation thing, right? Um and determination. Um if you so talk about some of the times where you've lost a drive, um, be it uh in the military or even currently, um, how do you how do you get that that drive Back to do to get back in your, to your routine, you know what I'm saying, to get back into the normal swing of things.
2: Oh man. Um, I mean, now, like you know, I got a lot more. I'm trying to do more. So when it comes in, in a sense of like bodybuilding, bodybuilding kind of reflects. It's like a, it's like a, a it's like an alley-oop to everything else that I have going on. Okay, you know what I mean, because because just gonna sharpen my image so much more. And make me look better um in so many different aspects, especially with personal training, because I'm basically my, my own walking billboard. You know what I mean? So um I would say those type of things um inspire me to like keep going. I'm a model, so I still have to model for these brands and these companies. So I have to I have to stay fit, stay ready. Um so I mean like they all correlate together. Um and then I would say that uh um when it comes to like lack of motivation um, and like, if I'm really just not feeling it that day, um, it's just, like I said, it's the determination of like, what, who, I've already set my goals and I have to reach those goals. I have to say, so, 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 it's already like,
1: kind to of like, for you.
2: Right. Yeah. So it kind of just like, you know, it's kind of like a little push, like, oh, you know, you gotta go, bro. Like, I know you want to, I know you want to chill. I know it feels good. And sometimes, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. Sometimes I do take a day off. I'm like, my body feels sore. I don't feel like I have good energy. So I take the day off. Instead of going in the gym and half-assing it and getting 50%, I'd rather rest and get um, to it the next day and be 100%.
0: Right. Okay.
2: You know? Okay. So I mean, I, I would say sometimes, you know, I, I, I don't like to create that facade to where like you need to just be going, 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 going. Because some people think that. And they think like, you know, if you're not going every single day, you're you're wrong. And I'm like, no, it's not wrong. Yeah, nah. like, <laughs> predominantly when you grow is when you're recovering, when you're resting. So like if you if you feel like you're not well rested, you need to rest. Right. All
0: right.
1: All right. Um I think that's something you know stressing us sometimes to be honest is resting, right? Yeah, you know, like yeah. always being in that. I, I we, we talked about it previously, man. I always be in that hustle mode, yeah. You can be, man, but it's like you don't always want to be hustling, man. It's like sometimes you just need to be able to rest, you know, and sure be able to sure recover. And you know, being vets, sometimes it's like. You always want to just be in goal mode because that's I feel like that's that's all we know and know in a sense, right? We yeah. like hey yeah. go 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 like hey you rest, but you go, 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 and it's like damn nigga. Like even with COVID, it's like fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but yeah, my my bad, Josh, go ahead.
0: Oh no, you good, man. You good. <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm I'm almost done here anyway. Um, so what does um for you, what does the future of bodybuilding look like? Um, I know you said that, like even after you're done uh, bodybuilding um, that it's a lifestyle that you that you like and that you're going to continue to do. Yeah. Um, but like as far as like the here and now, like what what are your what are your aspirations in the in the genre of bodybuilding?
2: Uh, my aspirations, yeah. so I would say uh, becoming an Olympian. Okay. So okay. the Olympia, <laughs> the Olympia is like the 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 fucking it's like the NBA championship of bodybuilding. Okay. That, right. Right. It's, 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 it's the top of the top, the cream of the crop. Um, and if you're you're an Olympian, you're the top in the world. Uh, so I would say my goal is to make it to the Olympia. Now, how I do in the Olympia, I don't have a specific goal. You know, obviously, I would want to win the Olympia. But being an Olympian alone would be uh, awesome.
0: So I uh, 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 definitely get you there, man. Like, cause there um I know when I was in San Diego, like one thing that I really wanted to do, I didn't care if you know, saying I got my ass beat my first match or not, like one thing I wanted to do, like no bullshit, I wanted to do MMA. Um that never came to <laughs> But just just to say I did it, I definitely get it. Um enough shit. If you – when when you get to goddamn Mr. Olympia, when you get ready to take stage or when you know you about to go, hey, man, hit me up because I want to fucking go.
2: Hey. That's, I'm, I'm going to let y'all know. That's I'm going to let you know. I got you. I got you. I have to. Yeah. Hey,
1: bro,
2: man, we, uh, we growing a yeah. pod, man. We on with
1: you. Yeah, hell yeah. Hey, you
2: know, we in the pod.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, some, some, something I want to mention too, man, is that, you know, hopefully this can be a ver- some version of, like, how – You know, we all like stay in contact. He's, you know, there's social media, but there's like, I feel like sometimes, you know, over time, you know, we all get so disconnected and I feel like, you know, and I've said it before, sometimes I want to reach out or I want to say, hey, what's up? But it's like me just being how I am and being a man and whatever that comes with, it's like, I'll just like shut myself off. So, like, hopefully, you know, we can show people that, like, hey, whether it's somebody you knew, like, you know, a couple of years ago or somebody you just kicked it with for a little bit, whether it was on a TDY or on a deployment, you know what I'm saying, we all can have, like, a space where we can, like, come back to and be like, yo, we want to share, you know what I'm saying, this is the place where we share, you know, our experiences and be like, yo, us as veterans, we all going to build together, you know, because I feel like, honestly, man, we all do so much cool shit. I feel like we, there needs to be a place where, you know... We can like big each other up. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey man, hey, like, I see what you're doing. I fucks with it. You know what I'm saying? We want to shy that shit to the world too. You know what I mean? Cause like we's all that we we are all that we got in a sense.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. and then like especially as well, like um, like some of our some of our uh colleagues that we know, that me and Marcel know, um, that we went on our f- first deployments with um as A1Cs, you know what I'm saying, like their techs. Masters, staffs, You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, well, masters in texts. I should say now. Um, yeah, and it's is it's crazy because it's like, yo, how do I, how do I reach out to someone like that? You know what I'm saying? Like when I know <laughs>
1: when
0: I know them in this area, you know what I'm saying? And yeah,
1: I'm, I knew you when he's a E4. Yeah. Like now you're master, so now do you know how to address you now, man? I, like how
0: do I address <laughs> you? But For me, it it actually. It actually been pretty cool. I haven't, you know, what I'm saying, gotten, um, I haven't get, gotten a chance to reach out to everybody um, that I have known in the past. But like some of the people I have, is just been like, oh damn, how you doing? And it's like, wait, you're you're doing MTO duty, or you're doing um, recruiting duty, or MTI duty, or whatever. And it's like, damn, it's crazy that I can just still hit you up and just remind, just, just, remind you of some little bullshit that happened. And then it's like nothing ever happened. And I, I that's something I love. That's something that I can't. I can't get that from people in high school. You know what I'm saying? I hit up somebody in high school. It's like...
1: Yeah. Ain't no just being you know, us. You
0: know, you know what I'm saying? So...
1: I, I feel like, like our, different. our understanding of, of each other is just different, our humor and all of that. You know, and I'm hoping we can, you know, hopefully we can just, like, share that with the world, man. Because, like, you know, they they need to know that we're not all just crazy and, you know... You know, yeah. ready, to, ready to shoot shit up all the time. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, yo. <laughs> yeah, yo, we're chill, yo. Um,
0: so I got a, I got one last
1: question for you.
0: Um, so you do have your business, which, um, if you want to promote it, um, you can You're free to do that. Uh, we, if you want to share it on our Facebook, you know, what I'm saying or give us the information, we will share it out for you. Um, but for you, what, what, um, what, what do you think your business looks like? uh growing growing wise in the next like 3 to 5 years
2: um, um so my business my my business brand is called against, lives. And, against um, all odds <clears throat> and um uh, against all odds and I would say like it kind of the reason why I never put any like specifics on it like against all odds fitness or whatever anything like that just because uh I don't really know I don't really have one lane that okay. I wanna drive in right now, if that makes okay. sense. Okay. So it's like I wanna I wanna own a gym, you know, I wanna I wanna also operate a, a macro friendly restaurant. Um, and I want to do a couple other things too as well. Okay. Uh, but I could still put that same name on all those things in different right. ways. Um, and it's a little bit more flexible. Um, so i would say you know in the next upcoming years me as a personal trainer i don't think it will ever go away entirely but i think that it will transform into a different way of uh, of how i'm able to reach and help people uh, more in uh on i don't want to say an automated way because i don't want people to think and feel that as if i'm not um, caring about their processes and putting my time and efforts into it, because I am going to put my time and efforts into it. But more so, I want to make it a grab-and-go option for people to be able mm-hmm. to still be able to uh, work with me and as as a coach and, and 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 use what I know and what I have so to help them grow. Um, so I think that's that's going to be my 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 route as a coach because I started as an in-person coach, one-on-one, group fitness. Now I'm totally away from in-person training at all um, yeah. just because I want to optimize my time um, and I'm online coaching now and I on. I have my own app. <clears throat> uh, my website is almost done um, so that they'll be launching soon. Um, and uh, I, I have my own processes. I have my own documentations with my own branding on it um, right now. Um, and then I'm going to work towards uh, uh, e-books. And mm-hmm. towards um, um, ebooks and uh, YouTube tutorials, uh, and more so of teaching people than coaching. I guess that's what you could say. I can. I'm transforming from being a coach to being a, a teacher. Um, so I'm going to be using these avenues and these platforms to teach you, um, but I'm not directly going to be with you. Okay. Uh, in a sense, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I would say that that's that's where my personal training uh, business is going. As uh, my brand against all odds is going to go, you know, a couple different routes. And then as me as a person, um, you know, I'm going to try to pursue acting and more more high prestigious modeling because I'm not I'm modeling for some pretty dope brands and companies, um, well known, well named. Uh, but I'm trying to. Level it up a little bit, you know what I mean, and go after like the, the, you, the, the Nikes, the Sonys, and mm-hmm. those type of people, you right. know.
0: Uh, right. Yeah. yeah. This this is all about you, man. This is this is for you to build your brand. If you don't want to build theirs, hey, you ain't got to. It's all about you,
2: you, know? you um, know.
0: But I think I'm I think I'm on the page of all, against all odds. Um, is that no. That's not it. Well, I'll get a link from you.
1: All right. Um. W- one thing I will ask you. So it sounds like you got a lot going on, man. Do you have um. Uh. Do you plan on um raising um any outside capital for your brand? Do you have any um. Any potential investors? Um. What do you have? Anything going on on that front?
2: Um. So right now. <clears throat> I have some investors, not um not on paper, but uh, I have some people that are interested but um I'm definitely looking for sponsors. okay
1: um, yeah and, absolutely. and and I ask, man, because you know there's um there's a lot of different communities out there. And you know, I think one thing that 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 would be interesting for all of us to to be able to have a little bit more access to because, you know, I know the GI Bill talks about, you know, you know funds to act, funds to, uh, build your own business, but there's not a whole lot of content out there to actually how to do it. So I think that, you know, veterans being able to, um, you know, have access to like some type of VC fund where we can say, hey, this is my business this is what I got going on people out there who are, you know, whether they're angel investing or, you know, whatever type of investing they're doing, we can say, Hey, here's my pitch. Here's what I got going on. So, um, I, I, again, i was just asking, I didn't, I didn't know exactly, but, um, I'm hoping if there are any potential investors out there, you know I'm saying? Hey, um, we got a lot of hard work events out here. And so hopefully this is, you know, one of many episodes that we can hopefully, you know, showcase people like you and your businesses and what y'all got going on. And hopefully people yeah. can, you know, pick up cause Hey, all you need is one person to, um, one person to understand what you're trying to do. You know what I'm saying? So, um, hopefully, uh, you know, uh, that one person is out there or people or group or corporation. Hey, um, we're, we're not crazy. We got some dope ideas.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we're not crazy. A little bit. <laughs>
1: that's
2: called passion you know
0: that, that, comes, that, comes a, that comes with the title <laughs> hey, hey,
1: and um, by, by the way so, something i wanted to say too you know what i'm saying we're also patriots you know what i'm saying i think uh america has you know definitely over time given giving you a uh, cookie cutter idea of what patriots look like and what they're supposed to sound like. You know what I'm saying? Um, here we are, a couple of brothers. We all trying to grow and do our thing. So, um, uh, my brother, my patriot, um, black man. I hope you. Um, I, ho- I hope you continue to build, man. Um, I see Thank what you doing. We, we see your brand. <laughs> um, you know, again, you've been on our list since um, I think a couple months ago. I wrote, I wrote you down because I was like, mm. yo. You know, we know people that's doing things. So I appreciate you um being on a on, on a pod here with us, man. Hey Josh, uh uh did you did you have anything else you wanted to add in, man, for? Um I do
0: not. Um I'm just I I'm I'm just excited and happy that uh you accepted you our, our invite to come and uh showcase what
2: you well, got going on, man. Um I mean I appreciate I appreciate you guys for, for, for letting me come on here.
1: Oh yeah. Um, yeah, we still, we still growing, we still building. Um, um, this has been episode twelve. Um Again, Antoine, big man, thank you for being out here with us. Um, uh, episode twelve of the Vet Joint Podcast. Um, this has been a a, a good couple hours, you know, spent with you, man. Um, stay tuned for more. In peace.
0: Deuces.